uh, you do realize, too, you know, we're, we're jumping into season four here. And uh, I'm so thankful that you guys, you know, I, I know how big a sacrifice it is for you guys to stay up and, and join me for this. You were the fans that were reaching out and telling me to come back into podcasting on my last break. And now we're the fans that were pushing this recording. <laughs> well, it's, it's it's so great to be here. Like from from listening, like I said, uh, I said, I think I said it before. I started listening to Lois and Clark about fourteen or fifteen years ago, and uh, it's it's been my favorite podcast over the last you know thirteen or fourteen years. So it's it's great to actually go from listening to season one and two to actually being here for the the first episode of of season four. You're on the final lap, Matt. I, I, I'm so excited. Yeah, and just to think of like you know the wall was still up when we started recording <laughs> the, the end season here. It's it's really great. Lewis and Clark is our jam. We're talking about Terry Dean and Superman. But welcome to season four of Lois and Clark, the new podcast of Superman. Um, I am joined by uh, Mr. Rob O'Connor. What up? And Mr. Alan Burke of the All-Star Superfan podcast. How are you, gentlemen? Great. Hey, everybody. Uh, it's great to be back in 90s Metropolis, uh, as always, you know. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's it's great. It's great to see you again, Matt. It's great to be back on. Uh, it was great to watch some Lois and Clark again. It's been a couple of months since I since I since I tuned in. So uh, it was a nice and solid, good episodes. Really enjoyed them. So we'll, we'll get into that. A I lot was, to say. I, 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 I was going to say, <laughs> I, uh, I, I have great memories of these episodes. This is one, too, where like I covered during quarantine in like a like a batch of like all four of them. We did a big episode on it. But I like purposely didn't go back because I don't want to repeat myself or like, you know, whatever. But um, I remember liking these, the first one at least, a lot more last time. I felt like this first one was a real Look. slog this time around and then it picked up. But um, I yeah, agree. But, but we're talking, thank you. But we're talking new Krypton arc. We're talking two episodes. So I needed two heavy hitters here. Um, <laughs> guys, since we talked last though, for anyone that hasn't been paying attention, your podcast is going nuts um could, could you give a little flavor of of what you've been doing and, and some of the guests that you've been on or had on caesar you want to take this one up sure yeah um so yeah myself and alan co-host the all-star super fan podcast and we kind of have a nice little grab bag of all different shades and <laughs> styles of superman and uh since we were last on i think we've had a couple of really cool interviews we interviewed mark wade uh who I unreal he didn't really have any nice things to say about Lois and Clark, unfortunately. We did ask him. <laughs> but uh, no, he was super cool. Uh, who else do we have, Alan? We had... Um, Dan uh, Reba, J- uh, director Dan Reba, of yeah. the Superman the Animated Series, Batman the Animated Series, Justice League, Justice League Unlimited. Um, yep. We've J- had... J.M. De- uh, DeMatteis was super cool. We have... Um, and we're, there's no there's no problem in throwing out a couple of spoilers. We have Jack O'Halloran coming up shortly, who uh, obviously played Don in Superman the movie and Superman 2. Um, and we had, you know, friends of ours like yourselves, Matt, other, other esteemed podcasters like yourself and Zach. <laughs> and uh, we had Jim Bowers on recently from Cape to Wonder. We had Martin Lakin on from... Um, from uh, uh, Supermania 78, the website there. And he's a... He's a 
a huge advocate of Superman four and just a lot of a lot of great guests and you know some solo episodes. We're going to be concentrating for the next while on kind of getting back to some solo episodes and doing some what we like to call deep dives into episodes of live action and get into some of the comics. And we're very excited. We're we're hoping to do a kind of a, an in depth. Um, uh, coverage of some of the radio one of the yes. radio serial story arcs coming Can't up wait with the, another That's podcaster cool. yeah we're really I've never listened to any of that but i just like we know from all the documentaries and books or whatever that like how influential and how much it kind of gave to the mythology but but dad and, fan i've never jumped into them the radio show say, is so cool i've, li- I've listened to like yeah. over 100 episodes and it's just it feels it, it's so quaint to even say it but when you're listening to the radio show it it's almost like the most realistic version of Superman because it feels like you're yeah. in the room with these people as these things are happening. Yeah, it's yeah okay. And is the like I guess the acting is good then too. That's Unbelievable. Like, yeah, Bud Collier is genuinely like when you think about what Kevin Conroy did with Batman, where he had like a distinctly different voice as Bruce right. Wayne. That's exactly what Bud Collier does when when he's Clark Kent. He's talking like this, and then he becomes Superman. And <laughs> Superman. Yeah. And, and he did the did he do the Fleischers too? Is that yeah. who? But, yeah, but that makes sense. he okay. he has way more to do in the radio show than he did in the as as much as I love sure. the Fleischer cartoons. It's, there's much more of him in the in the show. And they it's were a showing lot, off pencils and ink in that, whereas yeah, there yeah. here he only has a voice. Yeah, that makes sense. And it's a lot more grounded. I was like when we were introducing the early episodes of our podcast, I kept saying, you know, oh, we cover everything from the comic books to the radio serials, and eventually Rob was like, maybe we should actually cover the radio serials and just keep saying <laughs> that we cover threat. them. Yeah. Um, and uh, we we settled on a, a story arc that kind of was aired back in 1946 and went on for I think 16 episodes. Rob, is it? And um, over over multiple weeks, and um, I I started listening to it on on my commute to work, um, to and from work, and I I couldn't get over the quality of it. I was astounded. Now some of it has aged and dated, you know, in terms of you know dialogue and stuff. Um, but it was it 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 blew me away how good it was. I was really really astounded. But and you can get it. You can get it on Spotify. I listened to it on Spotify. great recordings very clear and stuff i think you can listen to it on youtube as well so highly recommend it but we'll be covering that with uh, our, our our good friend michael bailey from who was one of the first superman podcasters i ever listened to yeah he, me too he, yeah he did like <laughs> cool. i think like 15 years ago i was listening to crisis from crisis to crisis you know and oh, i've um, heard the name but i'm sorry to say i haven't listened to it but okay. yeah it was really good he was doing kind of they were covering back then they were covering um kind of like the john byrne era of superman comics and you know yeah, man of steel and, yeah yeah so he, it's it's actually on the subject of lois and clark he uh that when they reached lois and clark in the kind of um in the in the chronology of the the crisis comics they mm-hmm. they started doing Lois and Clark episode recaps as well, and they were they they were very fond of the show, and um, yeah. they they had the actor who played Jack on the show once they did oh, an interview, no and it was a really the good Sequest interview. Kid. Yeah, yeah, that that's awesome. Like it truly, it's so impressive to see your show just kind of like take off, especially with the caliber of guests that you've gotten. Frankly, we've been very lucky this past year. We've been lucky, and I've said it before in other podcasts. It it it, it is down to 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 Lois and Clark, uh, Lois and Clark, the the new podcast. When I came on, and oh, I loved it, and we've been talking about doing the doing the podcast together for a while, 
and that really lit a fire that I wanted to do it. So um, All Star Superfan wouldn't exist if, if if it hadn't been for this podcast. So so thank you so much. But we I'll been... take any credit you want to give me, but truly, uh, <laughs> the, the, the credit's all to you guys. Um, I really wanted to say, uh, listening to your podcast, like it's just it, the, the Superman love, obviously, it's, it's very much there. Um, it was in the Jim Bowers episode where you, Rob, talked about the um, Christopher Reeve movies being like a person in your life. And like it, those movies aren't that to me. Those are like, I, I love those movies. Don't get me wrong, but um, they, they weren't that to me, but like this show, a few other shows in my life have been that where it's almost like, it, it's almost like you're closer to them when you're thinking about them and not even rewatching, you know, like, like it's, it's so real that it, that world just kind of lives in your mind. Yeah. Um, so I just like, that was kind of the first time that that had been expressed in, in a certain, in that like particular way to me, that weird fan feeling that we all kind of know. Um, so yeah, I wanted to shout that out. I thought that was very cool. Yeah, thanks very much. And uh, yeah, I suppose it, it just gets to the point where certain films, and Batman 89 is like that as well for me, where it's like... Totally. It, it, Forever for me, frankly. It, it, it kind of has nothing to do with the contents of the film anymore. It's just everything mm-hmm. is all one whole kind of piece of wonderful comfort. And yep. it's, yeah. it's all I need to get me through that two hours or, you know, of the day that I'm watching it. And and, and it's definitely true of this show. Like, Absolutely. The, the, 100%. The, there's there's less, it's it's less about specific episodes. It's more just about the tangible feel of the show overall. And especially the opening credits, I think, especially the season one opening credits are just that sort of rush of just comfort and wonder every time so it's 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 amazing the nostalgia that washes over you when the lois and clark credits come on i find like every time it happens every time like for the last few episodes that i've watched it it's been for this podcast um it hasn't been kind of me watching it from for myself no 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 no. No, i'm kidding you've got but every single time i sit down and you know the music rises and the the credits show and you're 10 i'm 10 11 years of age again watching yep. watching lois and clark it's it's incredible speaking of music too we, we get a treat in these two episodes yes. where they've got a live orchestra again doing yeah. it just sounds so good but um let, let, let's jump in here gang let's jump into season four officially oh my god uh, we're talking <laughs> lord of the flies and battle battleground earth um aired september 22nd and september 29th of uh, 1996 um started the season with okay ratings though shit compared to last year with um with 12.2 million and 13.5 million uh it's going to go to a season high for the next episode the actual wedding and then it's just it's the steepest decline in the world after that Mm. but it's it's a shame because like i really do feel like they did their very best to put their best foot forward at the top of this season um we're like when did you guys first see this episode do you do you remember these episodes excuse me do you remember seeing them for the first time live like, yeah I, I, really? I, remember, I remember seeing them air um in here and i can't remember rob i i always get confused because it used to be on um irish tv and it used to be on bbc as well and i can never remember which nights but one of them was definitely a saturday night so that it or was t- on Network two was a Saturday night, and I yeah. think by by this point the the airing of them had been pushed to later in the year. So this aired during the summer, and I watched it in wow. my okay. my family's holiday home in Wexford, which is about a two hour drive from Dublin. And I watched it on a tiny grainy uh, TV, <laughs> and the reception wasn't great. But I specifically remember lord nor all the kryptonians i was, i spit <laughs> yeah. the thing i remember the most about watching these episodes was 
Smallville, understanding what Smallville was, because I did. I don't think I'd fully wrap my head around it yet. Uh, that mm. that he was from a different place, and now we were going to that place, whatever. But the other thing I specifically remember was everyone calling him Kalal. Kalal. And Kalal. As as a kid, I always thought his name was Kalal. I, I only found out much later <laughs> that it's Kal El, and because all the actors, Lord Nor, the other English guy, they all call him Kalal. Kalal. That, those are the only things I remember about watching it at the time. Yeah. What yeah, I, it's that, that weird like Disney villain growl to it of you know it's, it's like the way Mar- it's like it's it's like the way Marlon Brando pronounces Krypton. Krypton, yeah, <laughs> Krypton, exactly. Krypton is Krypton. Um, I what I remember specifically about it is I remember watching the the finale of season three and being legitimately worried that that was the end of the show. <laughs> that that was because it, it and it would have been a better ending than what we got in the at the end of season 4 with him leaving and going off to to be king of Krypton or whatever. Oh, oh what a tease that would have been. Oh my yeah. god. Um, and I was legitimately worried. And back then, obviously, there was no internet. And I remember we have um, a version of the TV guide here called the RTE guide. The RTE, okay. RTE is like the BBC here in Ireland. Okay. And uh I remember flicking through the RTE guide every week in my grandmother's house to see if it was if it was listed because I had no idea when it was coming back and then seeing oh my god it's back and then sitting down to watch it and, and watch season four you know it's it's yeah. it was incredible and get this kind of like movie version of this you know like as much as they exactly. could could exactly. attempt then um I too have very vivid memories of watching this where like I was watching it on reruns you know daily over the summer when I first got into the show and I was a kid my parents went away on a cruise to celebrate their wedding anniversary or whatever and i was like staying kind of with various family throughout the week while they were gone but i remember it like being at my aunt and uncle's house when this came on and just being like i like you don't understand like yeah. i have to be here tomorrow morning to watch this again you know, or to watch um whatever the second one battlefield earth it was just so exciting battlefield i'm gonna keep <laughs> yeah, doing yeah. that anytime i I almost did it when I first said the episode too, but um, but it just it just felt so big and like yeah. the little payoffs in these episodes, like when we finally see him in that fucking suit again, it is so satisfying and the music hit, you know, like getting ahead of ourselves. But um, I definitely. But yeah, I'm glad you guys that. have. Yeah, I'm glad you guys have memories of this too. Um, let's jump in here. We're doing two episodes. We don't have to go piece by piece. Let's treat it like a big movie, like his what it was you know yeah um and my first question to both of you guys is like how long was the trip to the new krypton palace because in some respects it feels like they've been training him for a while and in others it feels like he left last night i get the impression it's just been a couple of days watching it just it just feels like it's like four days that he's been away Uh, when he comes back and he's later on he he sees lois in the on the top of the steps i get the impression it was like he left on monday and it's wednesday (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, I'll I'll go with that. Are, okay. are we thinking it's one of those? Th- this is just getting real Star Trekky about it. Are, are we thinking it's Please. one of those things where time is moving slower for the people in the ship than people on Earth? I'll take that. Sure. There we go. Why not? I'm into that. So it's twenty um, twenty minutes for them, and it's like maybe two weeks for <laughs> everyone in Metropolis. For Lois, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's also just like the way you know. Basically, there's there's two kind of uh, versions of the story that are going at the same time. Lois is sad and alone and hallucinating Clark in her apartment and like putting her hands up as if they're ki- very awkward hand acting from Terry Hatcher. Oh God. And yeah. What very, I refer- very str- I didn't remember that at all. What I refer I- to in my notes as sad lingerie Lois. <laughs> yes. Exactly. 
I've seen a few of those in my time. Um, <laughs> I, 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 it's it's not even that she's doing anything wrong. It's just the shot is so weird and kind of campy yep. or. N- I don't know. It, it, uh, we watch Showgirls. It's like we're day. making fun of her for it a little bit. Yeah. It's just like, yeah. what, I don't think that's the tone that we're trying to present with this necessarily, you know? Um, but yeah, and she's doing that. She's like covering for Clark at the office. She's getting hit on by, what the fuck is that guy's name? Ralph? Uh, uh, th- I think. He's, he's called Ralph in this show, but I defy okay. anyone to tell me that that's not supposed to be Steve Lombard from the Steve. comics. Yeah, fair That's enough. literally what the, anyway, go on. We, as you'll see from the representation of Kryptonian life, we don't look at the comics anymore here on Lois and Clark. Not this time. Or Lois and Clark. But uh, yeah, no, I'm, I'm with you on that. But like, she's, she's going through all that. Meanwhile, Kalal and Zara and Nuching are hanging out in the orb and on their way to the, the big space model. Um, very, very just interesting to see all of this in HD on, on HBO right now where like, you know, it all looks beautiful, especially just like the shots of just people on a set look mm. great. And then you cut to like the really like herky jerkiest looking spaceship model you've ever seen out of space, outer space. Cause either they like filmed it at a slower frame rate or it just wasn't done properly, but did very strange effects all around. I heard, years ago somewhere that the spaceship model was reused from babylon 5 did anybody that else makes hear sense that? to me i've never heard that i don't know do you guys know babylon 5 at all no i i know that yeah. it's a thing and i know people say that it's like a better version of deep space 9 it basically has yeah. the same but that's all i know about <laughs> we'll babylon have to 5. We'll have to ask Zach Moore because he would he would know better. he liked that show but um i wouldn't i wouldn't put it past them because like also even just the design wise, you've got the little orby thing that is what, you know, Kalal is traveling in. Yeah. And then the biggest, like, kind of Star Wars ripoff Cylon y looking spaceship that is the palace. So it's just like those designs don't really mesh together that well. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Can we hear you sing uh, Jay Gruska's mothership theme? God, all this music is so good. That and like, I I realize now after talking to Jay that it's just the Darth Vader theme, but the fucking Lord North theme slaps, man. Like it's so fun. It's just like it's really really. I just I really want to talk about. I know we're getting ahead of ourselves. I just want to talk about that bloody motherboard chip thing he wears in his chest the whole episode. What is that about? Oh man, it's tough seeing that costume in HD now. Love it. I love it. <laughs> um, l- l- yeah, let's get to that. All right, let's go. Um, let's talk about another thing that's odd in HD right now, which is the palace set. Which, yeah. I, like, clearly they built a whole big hall and did a thing, but it's also just like it felt very next generation, where it's just like, what's the what does space look like? Well, a lot of faux wood and columns, you know, <laughs> and sheets draped everywhere. And it's the kind of the, the 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 motif of like in the bedroom of the of the stars and the half moons and things. Yeah, it's and the very, weird sunbed. But again, I, I I really appreciate everything they did with the with that with that budget and you know nineties TV and. It kind of reminded know. me of. Do you guys did you watch Sabrina the Teenage Witch, Alan? Absolutely. Yes, absolutely. In the, other me of the, the other realm from Sabrina the Teenage yep. Witch. Yeah, and Sirius might partner the same. Oh time. my god. <laughs> <laughs> where it's just like we've got three dollars to make a whole other world so what are we gonna do here um i tell you what though, i do they did those 
uh, automatic Superman doors were pretty cool. Those were pretty very fresh. cool. Yeah. Also, like the color scheme's weird. It's very Renfair, but I like the the S banister or you know tapestry things yeah. that are kind of hanging up everywhere. That's a nice touch too. I, I know they do it a lot in the comics, but I I just always think that when when you have this kind of storyline where you have a civilization of Kryptonians returning, it just takes away a lot from the uniqueness totally. of Superman being Superman. Now, to be fair, I I, I really liked what, the way they handled it in this. I know yeah. they did the, like the tele the, the telepathy is it was that yeah that's what you call it isn't it telepathy yeah, where you yeah, can yeah. speak with other minds and stuff. But I don't know the fact that there's like forty extra Supermen all of a sudden. I uh, didn't well, sit too well. I I I I do agree, Alan. I do think it takes something away. But my attitude towards those things is always it's okay as long as you do it later on in the story. So as long as yeah. he's the mm. only Kryptonian for like the first couple of years of him being Superman, it's okay if some more come along later on. Because okay. we we've been with him and. That, 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 that's my attitude. I know a lot of people, including DC Comics writers, who are like, no, he should absolutely be the only Kryptonian ever. And that's why we had like weird Matrix no shapeshifter. No even? Oh, yeah, okay. In, in you were comics, just getting to that. Sorry. Yeah. Supergirl was like this weird protoplasm mm-hmm. creature thing. And, and then Superboy was a clone and all this stuff. Whereas then later on, they were like, no, guys, let's just <laughs> let's go we back. We kind of need a Zod. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And there was no Zod. He was a Russian guy in the 90s. Like, it was weird. So. I would have loved to have seen a Lois and Clark 90 Supergirl. Yeah, big time. Oh, that 100%. Like, that's in the world where we got a season five and we do her and we do, you know, the John Wesley ship crossover and, yeah. when, you know, like whatever else is. That's my fan uh, fiction. <laughs> pay, pay George Clooney too much for one day of shooting, you yeah. know, that type of thing. Gentlemen, I, um, gentlemen, I have a big announcement on that front, by the way, at the end of the episode, so. We'll get to that. Oh, oh what a tease. Okay. Denise Richards was Supergirl all along. <laughs> um, let's talk about Clark, Zara, Ching here. Zara and Ching, just the worst teachers in the world. Like, all this shit that they're laying on him is so last minute of, like, maybe you should go over even just, like, the customary greeting before you're in front of him so that Clark doesn't roll his eyes as he's doing yeah. it. And that, like... Hey, heads up! Once we once we land, we're gonna do a wedding. So just like pre- be prepared for that, you know. Like, <laughs> not fair to blindside him with this shit. Oh, I have a question or a, a, mm. a thought. I was sitting down the other day and I was watching the nineteen ninety six Phantom movie. You know, the one with Billy Zane. I have never seen it, but I know of it. John Tenney is in it. Mm. Oh no shit! And I'm wondering, <gasps> did he not come back because he was filming that? Because I looked at the dates, and they were roughly around the same time. Yeah. If if that is true, having now seen it, Rob, have you seen that? Do you know that movie? I do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, it's fun. So could, both of you, please weigh in. Was it the right choice for him not to come back to Lois and Clark, or should he have saved the drive and just gone to work with Terry? He might have saved the marriage. <laughs> I I feel like he didn't come back because the marriage was on the rocks. No, am I that wrong? That was always that? my thought too. I yeah. mean, like all this stuff is so read between the lines. I agree with you. Like I, I because there's that knows? there's that big scene in this episode between or is it maybe the next one? I can't remember. The, between Lois and whichever, Jim. but yeah, and it's a, yeah. like this really long, substantial scene. And you're like, this was clearly written when it was supposed to be John Tenney, so that they would have a big scene together. And then it's just this yeah. random guy from nine hundred two one zero, and you're like, what? I what much prefer doing? the Tenney. 
right. The, the, I much prefer John Tenney's version of of, so much of the character. Yeah, the, the, yeah. This guy's just got nothing to sink his teeth into no. at all. You know, like all the menace of of Ching is gone at this yeah. point. You know, they kept the haircut yeah, this... though, at least. <laughs> that they did. Yeah, no, I've thought about that too. But like, in fairness, just to gossip about Terry Hatcher for a second, like she. She was pregnant at the end of the season, so like maybe they were going through a rough patch here, but they, you know, tried to make it work and had a baby, and then you know they were yeah. separated shortly thereafter. Um, but yeah, because of the Emerson thing, like you can't be certain, but it does certainly feel like, well, it's a real fuck you to your wife's boss if you don't come back. So like maybe maybe everyone was cool with it, you know? Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. yeah, I I can I don't think we'll ever know if we don't know uh, uh, the exact details of it after this amount of time. I think it'll always be speculated upon, but I think um, I think everybody can read between the lines. Yes, that said, he still looks great. He was on the newest season of uh, Not Sex in the City, whatever the hell they called it, and I was just oh, like, yeah. hey, you, you're looking good, dude. And and I think they're on good terms. I I know that's neither here nor there, but I think that I remember she wrote a really nice thing for him for Father's Day a year or two ago. On Instagram, oh, that's so sweet, nice. I think they're on good terms. Yeah, cool, cool. All well, well the kid seems well. seems well adjusted for a, a kid that grew up in the shadow of TV stars. So good for her. Um, anyway, back to New Krypton. We're getting married. We're doing all sorts of stuff with that. I feel like a lot of what they discuss here, though, with like the marriage and, and have to be here in noble houses and all that is really like kind of catching people up who don't quite remember the end of season three. Did you guys feel like a lot of this was repetitive at all? Yeah, I, I, there was a lot of what, what I really found was repetitive was there was a lot of these kind of, oh, look, he's doing something and she's doing something similar kind of scenes for the first mm. 10 minutes. Or, and I was like, OK, yeah, we get it. They, you know, they miss each other and they're kind of I thought that got a little bit old, a little bit stale pretty quick. I, I I think it's fair to bring people back up to speed though. Like I, I understand and especially when the concept is like Lois and Clark is usually the the plots are so rudimentary and so formulaic. Yeah. And this is like totally the, the wildest kind of deviation that they've ever <laughs> taken. So I can understand why they'd want to kind of bring people back in. Um it didn't have a huge issue with that. I'm trying to think. I, I my main problems kind of coming into the episode were just th- things like the the backdrop in the Daily Planet just looking so bad. Oh, it's so bad that you can see the top of the thing. Yeah. Um, no, I totally agree with you in, in especially keeping in context, like how people watch TV at the time. Like you yeah. didn't get the season. You weren't streaming it between. And there's no Captain's Log in, in, uh, in Lois and Clark. So they have to totally put it in the dialogue. <laughs> Matt, do you think that this arc and Rob as well? Do you think that this arc is kind of to try and make up for the whole arc in the last season, the whole amnesia arc being so poorly received? Or do you think it's just. I, I, I just giving the timing of these episodes, you're, you're starting with a bang. It leads right into the wedding, which is mm. its own fucking nightmare of an episode. Mm. But like, <laughs> I, because of because of that, I do feel like it's like a we're coming back and we're better than ever. You mm. know, like, I, I don't know. What, what about you, Rob? I think they were still riding the high of because when you think about how long these things take to plan and all that stuff, I think when they when they came up with this new Krypton idea, they were going, holy shit, these ratings are higher than they've ever been. We can do whatever mm. we want. Let's make a kick-ass Superman movie where there's villains from Krypton and all this. And by the time they actually made it, the ratings had tanked because they fucked mm. themselves with that Dr. Dieter nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry if we can't say that, but oh my God. You're, 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 and you're in you fucking can, Metropolis, dude. You, Go for it. You, <laughs> you can see the ratings. I looked this up on Wikipedia. The ratings just 
cripple themselves and immediately as soon as that guy shows up everyone's just like nope i'm out of here everyone's done yeah. and then that, they, i mean that is the death knell yeah and once the krypton stuff happens it's like oh my god the show's great again come back please and nobody does yeah. um yeah i agree with you even to the fact that they gave him a little extra money for big sets for destroying the back lot for jerry Greska to have a orchestra you know like all those little things the whole we'll get to lord nor's costume but just like we have to costume all these kryptonians and put them up on wires and that type of yeah. shit like they're spending as much money as they can at this point you know every dollar they got extra um so yeah i, I agree with you it was just like a let's let's show off let's do it right Let's get them married, and then when we'll have the audience in our grasp, you know, like, they'll be back. <laughs> um, through all this, though, we're also jumping in with with Martha and Jonathan in Smallville, which uh, is very quickly occupied by Lord Noor, um, who has a pretty sweet intro uh, there at, at City Hall there. Um, you know, like coming in you know, back to the audience, phasing in basically with a big cage thing or whatever that disappears. Um, but I, I, I like kind of the, the way they do all this here at Smallville. Again, it is making that tiny little set try to feel like a whole town, try to yeah. feel like there's actually terrorizing people. Even though throughout both of these episodes, there are many moments where Kryptonians are on foot just like chasing down humans like <laughs> normal the pirates speed. in the riot in the pirates caribbean riot you know it's so weird yeah and it's, it's at normal it, speed it's just it, it just reminded me of superman 2 there that he's just they're just attacking this tiny town for the, for no right. reason whatsoever it's not washington dc and it's not metropolis now to be fair later on we do get to see them kind of run or the aftermath of their kind of rampage in metropolis and stuff but right yeah it's more chasing it's, people it makes it more personal as well it makes it more personal i suppose to clark it feels totally. like a it feels like a much more competent invasion though than Superman two where they're kind of just drifting through Earth going I don't know what's going on let's just, <laughs> let's go over here and destroy this whereas here is like Houston? Lord Nor is actually like okay Houston, let's, yeah. let's like capture this small town let's do all it like he feels like much more of an actual kind of military strategist oh this fucker made pamphlets and stuff like yeah. he's, he's <laughs> got a plan you know and I, I have to say to Simon Templeman. Uh, the charisma and the way he portrays it is right up there with Lane Davies for me. I think he does a really good job. Now, I don't think he's as good as Lane, but I think he does a really good job with the material that he has. And it's very similar in that vein and that portrayal of that. Like, there's that scene later on in the episode where he's given the, 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 the Good Morning America interview. Good Morning Show, yeah, yeah. Like, that's something Lane Davis would, that's something Tempest would have done. I, I think uh, <laughs> I, I referred to Jor-El in Superman and Lois as Party City Russell Crowe. I, 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 mm-hmm. I think of Simon Templeman as uh, Shakespeare in the Park, Terrence Stamp. Exactly. <laughs> He is good though. I do 100%. Like he gives like, he's a good actor. And there was this creepy as shit episode of Angel in season five where he's like basically trying to drag the character Spike to hell. And oh, he's like fun. terrifying in it. Like he can go there, but like clearly it was a like understood the assignment, probably saw a Tempest or a John Shea episode and was just like, I think I'm going to need glasses for this morning interview scene. And yeah, he was right. You know? Yeah, he 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 chose his path and he took that path, and I think it was the right it was the right decision. I think he yes. he it's much more enjoyable because he's in it. I read like, and I've never seen him in anything else. I the only other yeah. thing I've seen him, and I must have seen that episode of Angel as well, but I don't remember. But the only other thing I've seen him in is around this time, and he has the same haircut and everything. He's in an episode of Melrose Place where he 
he's like a manager at a coffee shop and one of the characters tries to get a sure. job there. So it's just so funny to see him go from that to like Lord Noor taking over the world. I just love that. Especially with this hair. That's like only in LA you're yeah. going to have that hair and be the match because you might and have to go to a callback anytime. Talking about casting as well. I, I, I don't think we mentioned it. J.G. Uh, Hurt, uh, Hertzler, oh. Martok from Star Trek. Release. Is Trey, yeah, the Kryptonian. Oh, okay. General Martok, who is one of my favorite TNG characters. Oh, Martok is so good. And he, and he's playing like a similar character to, yeah. to Martok as well. Like he's just this really noble guy who really respects the, you know, the different things that you have to do when you're on Krypton. Right. And does uh, he like respect the rule of Starfleet as much as this guy is well, all well, about like, well, the council's he's a, decreed. That... He's like a disgraced Klingon general, Alan, isn't he? But he's yeah, like he's I, I said Klingon. TNG, but I suppoppose he's really more of a, a, deep, deep, space, uh, a deep, deep Space Nine character. Yeah, but he's kind of like this disgraced Klingon general, but he's kind of got these no, you know, he's 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 got a lot of honor and he's very noble and stuff. So he, he becomes like a father figure to Worf and he, oh, he's a great character. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, he's a really space good Nine character. So oh, shit, I wish I remembered like I, I, I've seen a smattering of, of tng not no deep space nine so that's maybe why I'm, i don't know him as well but yeah um, he's he's oh, i really wish good. i remembered him i wish I, I could recognize him through through bumpy head maybe that's what's holding yeah. me back here and it took me a while i was i was watching for a while before. i was like who is this guy and then it dawned on me that it was general martog i was like yeah <laughs> kick ass <laughs> the, there, yeah a, he's really good sorry go ahead i was gonna say there's a there's a much better uh who is this guy coming up as well but we'll get to it in a sec oh okay well good because i wanted to talk about some guest casts here throughout these episodes. I think he's really good. I think the other, the like slimier um, Kryptonian council member yeah. whose name is Jen Mai, I think. Jen May. Mm. I recognize him, but I don't know what I recognize him from. No idea, but good, like, you know, like you know, scheming Disney villain. Yeah. I'm doing like Jafar hands right now, but like that type of guy. Um, I also liked the two guys that were with Lord Nor for most of it, like his yeah. kind of lieutenants there. But I thought, and I thought, oh, go ahead. The big blonde guy, the big blonde lieutenant yes. is Eric Allen Kramer, who was a character, a fellow by, goes by the name of the mighty Thor in The Incredible Hulk Returns with Bill Gates. No Gitsch. shit. Yeah. Look it up. That's a crossover. That's crazy, really. <laughs> I must have gotten him wrong, so because I thought he was the guy who played the original Sabretooth in the X-Men films. But he's not that guy, is he? <laughs> no, he's not. no. No. Okay. No. Okay. Oh, my God. That's funny. <laughs> he's, he's also... How in, far he came. He's in True Romance as well. He's a, he's a pretty good actor. He shows up and stuff. He's good. But he's... Yeah, he was, yeah. He was Thor. He was the first Thor. Funny. That's crazy. Like, he has a good time here. He doesn't have too much to do, but, like... Him flying around drinking this little pineapple pina colada later or whatever he had was really cute. And do do um, we do we have any idea why it's not Zod? No, I wanted to ask you guys about that actually. If you don't mind me taking that as a, a tee off, Alan. Um, there's I want to get into the kind of Kryptonian representation here. Yeah, uh, and the and the like. Should this be Zod or not? Like for me, they take such a. The, their own kind of take on Kryptonian stuff here that I'm almost like, well, if it was Zod, maybe it wouldn't feel right because it's it's such a different version of it. But like, I honestly don't have a strong I, opinion. I, I would have enjoyed it, but I liked it as a kid too. So like, yeah, what do you feel? 
I don't think it's that different. Like there, there are versions of Zod where he does come from this noble family on Krypton. Mm. Um, you know, obviously General Zod was in charge of Kryptonians' defenses, and then kind of went rogue with with Nan, who was this unbelievably intelligent scientist, who they ended up lobotomizing him and making him kind of dumb. And Ursa, then his henchwoman, mm-hmm. all, all all that kind of stuff, and. Uh, it could. It, I think, Rob. Maybe, maybe you disagree, but I think it could very well just be General Zod, and it would line up pretty, pretty well. Yeah, no, it could absolutely be. It could absolutely be General Zod. I think what happened here is very similar to what happened in season one when they had Rachel the sheriff instead of Lana Lang. I think what happened yeah. was they said to DC Comics, "We want to do this kick-ass story with uh, Kryptonian villains and all this stuff," and DC Comics said, mm, "I don't know about that, guys." And they said, right, cool, we'll just do it anyway and name the characters whatever we want. And But why whatever. would they have an issue with that when they use characters like Lex and Metallo and because uh, you know, the Toy Man and Prankster? And I think the issue was, at that point in time, DC Comics were hardline, no, Superman is the only Kryptonian. And okay. that's the only oh, way wow. you can do it. And, and as soon as they said, well, no, we want to do this sort of thing, that they were like, no, you can't do that or if you do it you don't have our blessing and you can't use our you characters. don't use our characters and in the superman the animated series when they brought in supergirl she wasn't from krypton and i think th- it was no. because yeah. of that ruling that they did it that way where she was from like a neighboring planet another or planet or something yeah but i remember that yeah and then if you remember they didn't do zod either they just did jack sewer and jack sewer and mala and they are character yeah. well jack sewer at least is a character from the so we're not he is, quite yeah. sure but i feel like it's some kind of shenanigans there where dc comics were kind of and i know mike carlin was very kind of who and i love mike carlin but i think he was very kind of like no this is how this is how we do superman and you're not doing it any other way so i but suspect I, I, it was that i find it strange though that, like, Interesting. that if dc really didn't want them to use kryptonians i i have a feeling that dc could have stopped them from using kryptonians no matter what they called them no uh, warner brothers calls the shots at the end of the day they own everything yeah that that is true, but maybe maybe it was that that DC or Mike or whoever had the reins of that were like, well, you know, like I can't stop you from doing this story idea, but I can stop you from using Zod or Jax or, or whoever the hell, you know. So that's that's interesting because later on in the season, the, I think the only other comic character that we introduced in the season is Mixius Pizlik, which you know is not the most faithful adaptation, but they they let them do it they let them use the name you know which would line up with what you're thinking rob the fact that he's not kryptonian it doesn't matter to them yeah yeah right and maybe they felt he was a little more um on model in the script at least as to like you know he yeah. checked the boxes that they needed to be able to say like yep that's that character go I, for it i feel like mixes pillick is pretty faithful other than the the, the, the howie mandel casting yeah other than that i i love that episode anyway <laughs> I do yeah. too. No, no, no. I, I do too. It's not. It wasn't. I didn't mean that as a dig. I, I have know a funny... like Tim Minear wrote him with the comic character in mind. You know, like he wrote him with the orange and purple suit in mind. So I have a funny feeling that's going to be our uh, second annual uh, holiday special episode this year on All Star Superfan. Oh, <laughs> please do as many people as can cover that episode on a podcast. The better. Like, just go for it. Um, uh, I do want to say. It's kind of mean. I felt like we talked about Ching, who's just doesn't have too much to do, not quite into it, but also mm-hmm. a replacement. It's a thankless role to come into, as Justin Whalen well knows. Mm. Um, but I felt like Justine Bateman was not quite with it either. She felt kind of um, 
um, like, detached for a lot of it. Yeah. She didn't really have much to do, but then I I did like later on when she kind of stepped up to the mark and started acting like she was who she's meant to be when she kind of you know when she when she goes down to um to to face nor with you know when the when the palace goes to to smallville and she mm-hmm. she beams down for lack of a better word and she demands you know the explanation of what he's doing and i i i like that about it but yeah i just thought they didn't she, she had nothing to do for the majority of the episode I, f- I feel like even as a kid i was kind of like Hang on a second. How come Ching and Zara are like Vulcans from Star Trek? They're so stoic and yeah. emotionless. And then you have people like Trey who are like, "I, my lord, I have the <laughs> And he's, he's running around. He's so emotional and so expressive. And then you have these other two. And it's like, I feel like they couldn't decide what Kryptonians are supposed to be. I'm, maybe, I think that's fair. You know, like, and then you have these kind of evil Shakespeare in the park guys like Lord Nor and, and the other uh, duplicitous messenger guy. It's like... What are, what are we saying Kryptonians are here? Like, are, are they just yeah. all these different kind of factions, like right-wing Kryptonians and left? I don't know. But that, that It was, was definitely any- a mixed message there, I think, when it came to the Kryptonians overall. Like, at least, mm. like, in, in the Donner movies, I know you have you have Zod and Ursa and Nan, who are obviously, you know, at one end of the spectrum. But right. the, the rest of the of the Kryptonians are, are very kind of of the same, you know, of the same vein, whereas these Kryptonians were basically just humans. You know, there was selfish ones and evil ones and, and, and you know, dupli- du- du- I can't say duplicitous, duplicitous ones. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, I, I and to be fair, there is, an, there is a part in it where Lois points it out and she's like, you know, you're meant yeah. to be these, you know, all these advanced beings, you know, these, these you know, generations ahead of us and you're, you're not really. When you that break it down, great, you're not. Right. That's a great yeah. scene, actually. That I is don't a great scene. like New Krypton. <laughs> oh my god! What she does that? It's like the top of the second episode, I think. Right when that yeah. happens, she's getting chairs for Martha and Jonathan who are being held captive. Mm. Anyone that hasn't rewatched these episodes as recently as we have, look at the background actors in that scene because, like, there's one Kryptonian that guy that basically goes like, oh, "She said that," you know, like just the biggest <laughs> expression of like, "Did you hear what she said?" It's really funny. Just background actors doing their work, you know, for the day. It's good. Um, before we get to that, though, we've got to get through. We got to get through some concubine Lois here. Basically, Clark Clark comes back very quickly. There's there's kissies on the front stoop, then interruptees um, from Trey, as we talked about, and uh, Ching basically comes down to help and be like, "There's no way to get you in, <laughs> except." And then. Um, you know, he presents to Lord Kal-El the, the concubines for him to peruse, which is so, because there's all about the marriage and stuff, but they also do this. So it, it, it does go to the, like, yeah, I don't know. I, I really don't like this kind of, like, high fantasy, um, you know, Game of Thronesy take on Kryptonians here. Like, it feels like we're, it's very fairy tale or renaissance-y to me. I like to think that Kryptonians would be past space hookers. Right, but we're they're a hundred space not. sex workers, Alan. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah. Okay, my apologies. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but the whole thing is just such a bummer. Like they play it for laughs, and you know the minute they get into the bedchamber together, Lois is all just like, "Well, I know you're you're a really, really you know honest man and and want to do the right thing, but like you're not super duper married, are you? You know, it's <laughs> yeah. just all like." Come on, Lois. Like we know this, right? I feel like yeah. the, the concubine thing. It, 
I agree with everything you just said. It's 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 kind of pulling me in two directions because there's the DC fan in me that's like, no, that's so sacrilegious Ugh. that Krypton will be so backwards that they would have that you know that that this would right. exist and all that. But then the other side of me is like, well, Lois and Clark, the whole kind of especially at this point in the series, you know, the previous versions of Superman, like Donner version, was like a sci-fi kind of mm-hmm. epic where this is much more of a fairy tale romance and mm-hmm. this this all kind of lends itself well to okay so krypton is just another kingdom and mm-hmm. you, right. you know that this is it's all knights of the round table and you know concubines kind of fit into that like it all just yeah. feels a little bit more true to sort of the version they're telling where it's it's more of a sort of fantasy fairy tale romance as opposed to you know hard yeah. sci-fi or sci-fi fantasy or whatever you want to call it i don't know it, it just yeah. Everything... I agree with you. I just don't think it's my flavor, you know. Be- yeah, because do you, do you right. read the, like the depictions of Jarrell that we have? The how many actors do we have? Two, three actors play Jarrell throughout the series. Two, is it? Two, two. I think two. two. Yeah, and, and it it's very much a uh, uh, um, Marlon Brando yeah. Superman the movie ripoff with the, totally. with the white and stuff, you know, done on the cheap. I like that they didn't just do the entirety of Krypton. Superman the movie on the cheap. I, I agree. I'm glad it wasn't all crystals and white suits and like all that kind Smallville, of stuff. Like Smallville. Like Smallville. Yeah. It, sorry, Alan, go on. And I, I just I just really watching these Kryptonians, I can completely accept the fact that they would ignore Jarrell and all perish because of it. That, that <laughs> their culture. That's an excellent point, actually. I hadn't even he couldn't get on the meeting book. Yeah, totally. Uh, what were you gonna say, Rob? Sorry. I, w- I was gonna say this is one of the many reasons why I admire Lois and Clark as much as I do is it's the only version of Superman after the Donner movies that just completely says, okay, we're doing our own thing. Okay, Man of Steel, mm-hmm. actually, sorry, sorry, to give credit where it's due. Uh, fair. Man of Steel is, is its own thing. But prior to Man of Steel, Lois and Clark was the only one that was like, no, this is, we're, we're throwing the aesthetic of that out and we're doing completely our own thing. Superboy was just the Donner movies and then Lois mm-hmm. and, or uh, Smallville was, was, kind of later on just became the Donner Krypton yeah. as well. So. They, they started with their own thing, but then Superman Returns really kind of fucked them over with that, totally. Yeah. Um, did you, either of you guys ever watch the Krypton uh, sci-fi series? I watched the first season. Okay. Well, I yeah, haven't seen any, of it, but I definitely want to watch it and re- recover it for our show, Alan, because I, I keep hearing yeah, good things about it's, it. It's, I highly recommend it. Sorry, yeah. go ahead, Alan. No, it's, I think it's like the guy the guy who plays the lead, um, uh, Cameron, I think his name is, did a The prettiest man job. you've ever seen, yeah. Brainiac, they nailed Brainiac for TV. It's the it's the best live action Brainiac ever put to screen. Even um, there's a, a, a an Irish actor I can't think of his name. Rob would probably know it, but he played Lobo. Did a great job as Lobo. It's it's well worth checking out. I, I was gonna say I like the, they kind of did their own thing too with Krypton, where like it was under a like kind of culty religious situation at the start of season one, and then yeah. shenanigans happened, which I won't spoil for you. But it's just like. Yeah, this is a society that that probably can't save itself, you know, yeah. like from from everything that's going on. Um, so I do like that that idea too. But yeah, no, I I totally agree with. Um, just to go back to the Krypton thing, everything you were saying, of just like it's its own flavor, it's its own thing. It's just like it's so not for me. I remember even as yeah. a kid being like. This is, I never watched it, but I'm like, I feel like this is what that Beauty and the Beast series used to be. You know, like this doesn't feel like <laughs> Superman at all. Um, but meanwhile, while all this stuff is happening, you know, like basically the invasion of, of from Lord Nora, the, the occupation of Smallville has changed everybody's plans. It's brought the Kryptonians back and it's made, 
the army kind of and the good Kryptonians kind of set up camp in the Daily Planet. Which, yeah, why? Because it's the only <laughs> way to get them involved. I think. Someone explain to me why the Daily Planet is the mil- military headquarters. Ah, I, th- I, I think that's a great idea, Jimmy, for some reason. <laughs> I, I know you all are camped out here, but this is still my newsroom. <laughs> Um, nor is straight up killing people with his laser vision and stuff which is you know but when they send in Fun. that one that one tank and that one jeep <laughs> to take to take down this Kryptonian army I was like look I know budget and stuff you know but you yep. know come on <laughs> yep. I also think that the town they keep showing as Smallville like sometimes it's just like um, it's the back lot set that mm. they use with Compton you know hills or whatever around it but sometimes there's like a far away set with or town with a church and whatnot. I'm pretty sure it's the town of Stars Hollow too from the beginning of the Gilmore Girls opening credits. I'm like, I think they're just using the same stock footage for both of these. I, I was gonna say that. It, it, I'm I'm assuming Smallville in these episodes is the Gilmore Girls town. Yes, yeah. it's it's Stars Hollow totally. Okay. It was also Hazard County and Dukes of Hazard. Oh, like fun. you know, it's been it was wow. River City in in um, the Music Man. Okay. You know. <laughs> Yeah. Yep, sorry. I didn't know that last one. <laughs> I got so musical excited for the wrong crowd. But um, yeah, no, it's. It, but I swear to God, they used the same stock footage to establish the town, too, when you see the ship coming over or the um, uh, force field or whatever. But what I, I like to call the, the, the Simpsons the boat. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I remember as a kid just seeing that force field and the fact that the army was like trying to shoot it was, was super cool. But yeah, that is definitely one thing. That in the Kryptonians hovering terribly in their oh, yeah. ill-fitting suits oh. and harnesses just doesn't doesn't quite hold up anymore. We have to talk about the costumes for the Kryptonians now. The, the, yeah, the, let's let's jump in. Sure. Okay, well, the, overall, I like them. Overall, I like the black kind of rubber suits and stuff. The, 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 the crests that they wear are clearly patches, kind of these fabric patches that are kind of, you can see them lifting in certain Sewn places. Sewn on unevenly, yeah. yeah. And... Uh, we mentioned it earlier on, but for some reason, someone just thought it was a good idea to take a part off some kind of 1995 PC and stick it onto Lord Nora's shoulder for no apparent reason. Love it. And Rob, Rob loves it. Love it, love it, love it, love it, love it. it to me, to me, Lord, I actually have, I'm looking at the note I wrote. Lord Nor's stupid armor looks great in HD. So charming. I love it. it it's not it even, is. it's not even something from a PC. It's something they took out of a Super Nintendo cartridge and just put it on his chest. Excellent. Love it. Sign me We've up. all broken other things. I was just like, someone dropped a calculator in the, you know, the props department and was like, oh shit, look what's inside there. Yeah. Zack Snyder yeah. spent $12 million dollars. <laughs> putting that stupid cgi nonsense on michael shannon for that movie sign me up for a fucking microchip on simon templeman's chest any day of the week just a couple dirt bike tires and you're there you know i i get a i can laugh at it every time i see it because i'm just like someone thought this was a great idea like i don't think it was kind of i don't think yeah just give that man a raise because you know 30 years later we're like what what what, what's going on here (laughs) what is the function of that it's it's i mean like as far as charm for this show i i like it's like making fun of a bad set in the old batman 
series. It's like that's what we're here for. Like I, I'm, it just it. There's no. It's so funny to me that there's no effort to like frame it or disguise it anything else. It is truly just like a sew this on too. You know <laughs> like that was he, he may as well gets it too. Like it's his general rank or something. You know like his stripes. He may as well be going around with like just a, a mouse, like a keyboard totally. mouse, just stuck to his arm, like. <laughs> Like it's not like this was some kind of like advanced technology that people even at the time would not recognize. We yeah. all knew what it was. We all it's know just... exactly what it is. Yeah. <laughs> what my favorite little detail though on it is that there's this little thing in the middle that it almost looks like a fan from something. I, I yeah. But but if you notice, and we're jumping around a little bit here, but the bit where he's doing the interview with the the morning news reporter lady or whatever, who is an actual mm-hmm. morning news reporter in real life, anyway. Yes. Um. He's wearing a clip mic. <laughs> they put a he clip is, yeah. mic on the little thing. <laughs> I was like, imagine thinking to do that. There was no need, but they did it anyway. It's brilliant. Oh, I wish I saw that. That's wonderful. Yeah. I, I, you got to love the charm of it. Got to make sure yeah. we put a clip mic on him. <laughs> he better be laughed. Yeah, that's going to be a whole thing. Yeah, that, that's wonderful. I do like... First of all, to to speak not at all ill of the design, I like his crest, his like upside mm-hmm. down Superman diamond, and just like yep. it's a good attempt at the same shit they did in the Donner thing of just like how can we kind of justify the Superman S but do like a different version of it? You know, it's kind of bizarro colors. It's purple and yeah. and uh, weird gold. So like and, and they they resisted the urge to just make it a letter. Which I always admire. Yes. Sometimes mm. in the comics, Zod's crest is an actual Z, and it's like, is it a Z? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's too much. Um, I, I'm totally with you on that. And I also like, like, later on, just while we're talking about costumes, um, in the tribunal scene, when he's, like, basically doing his case against uh, Clark, he's got a, a toned down, like, I don't know, like, dress blues version of it, where it's, like, kind of a leathery overcoat they always just have like the black pants and the black turtleneck but i'm like that that actually looks really good like that that totally works for me it, uh, I remi- thought, it I reminded thought... me of luke's uh tunic in return of the jedi totally return of the yeah. jedi vibes absolutely i thought dean looked really well in when he wore the black suit with the kind of the clothes over it so mm-hmm. you could see the black suit under it and the blue S and the the chain with the ring on it, um, like his I, wedding outfit or whatever. Yeah, I thought yeah. I thought that looked I thought that was really good. I thought it was a nice costume design and a nice. He he looked like he was some kind of noble nobleman or something. I thought that they pulled that off pretty well. Totally. Um, we got to talk about the. Or no, we didn't. I was gonna say, like, what are your what are your thoughts on the the uh, black and blue suit, John? Love it, love it. Uh, love it. <laughs> oh, Rob's actually wearing Rob's wearing Rob your T-shirt. Just, yeah, just showed the T-shirt I designed with the the black and blue. Oh, that's thank you, man. Um, yeah, Mine's no, like, I th- I think he looks sick in it. I think he looks great. Yeah, I think he looks great. And again, like we can we can chip away and, and and make fun of you know little things, decisions that they made and stuff. But again, first live action black suit. You yeah, know, there it was. It was literally 100%. like it was two years old at this point it was in the comics yeah. two yeah. years prior to this and they made yeah. it and i think it looks great and they could just as easily have just put him in the regular suit and draped a shawl over him or something and called it yeah. a day but they made a suit and i think it looks fantastic it looks great and it, it or even really... just like thrown him in the Jarrell suit or you know done the white yeah. thing which like kind of would have been interesting too but also that that seems very unforgiving like he looks he looks like a hero in, in the black suit it's cool and it, it made lois super horny 
when she saw this. At, at, it made all of us superhero. Yeah, I, you know, <laughs> it's doing its job. I, I, um, speaking of well dressed, speaking of well dressed characters, Perry was extremely well dressed in this just episode. Say this. This was going to be my transition, but it was interesting <laughs> that Perry decided to wear a black turtleneck on Black Turtleneck Day. Ah, uh, yeah, you know. Uh, Sometimes a man's got to look uh, like he's the editor of a major metropolitan newspaper. Please remind me never to do the Lane Smith voice on an episode that you're on again. You'll yeah, just like, fucking yeah, school me every time. His, his, uh, he, he, you're, you're, you do a great Zod as well. The, the Zod you did recently on a, one of the episodes of the All-Star Superfan. I was, I was listening to the episode back and I could not stop laughing in the car. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm not going to go full Terrence Stamp because it's two o'clock in the morning when we're recording right now. And, uh, <laughs> That's I, I will literally totally get sent to the Phantom Zone. <laughs> um, but yeah, I love the scene where where we've got Perry, we got um, Superman coming into the Daily Planet for the first time. I yeah. like the hand waving away of like Lois. Why are you here dressed like that? Uh, you know what? Could you get Doctor Klein on the phone for me real quick before I, I'll totally answer that question? But do this first. Um, uh, shout out to Dr. Klein, though, who's only in this episode via invisible phone, phone calls. Like, they call him constantly, but apparently they didn't have the budget for him, you know? He's in plenty uh, I, of episodes this season. Don't don't even worry about it. That's very true. He's got I really like... I, I really like the scene in this. It, it's, I think it's here in the planet where where Superman, Clark, Kal-El, stands up to the Kryptonian and kind of, you yes. know, it's kind of a bit of a pissing contest. And he kind of, you know, I, I really enjoyed that. I, I thought it was about time that, you know, he supermaned up a little bit and kind of stood his ground. And, you know, I, I really thought that was well done. I've actually written down in my notes, I am your commander. And then Dean Kane is a much better actor by this point in the series. Yes, yeah. he's, he's got a little gravitas to him. I, I like that, too. Also, it's just it's dumb, but just the black suit makes him feel a little more threatening. You know, like it's yeah. just the visual of it does does work. But yeah, this is him deciding that, like, no, we're going to go to Smallville and and see what's going like. We're not just letting this town be taken by this asshole. You know, like we're not listening to reason. We have to go in and figure out what's going on. And it, it, how it, it, he got in is its own question, though. Yeah. Because he and Lois just like, you know, super speed onto the, the golf course during all the golf course dumbness. Um, and then they're there where nobody else can get in. But whatever. Be- because Norris says at one point that he, you have to kind of give access just for the telepathy to work. Just for the telepathy. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't understand how that how they got in there either. The, the previous season was the one where he dug a tunnel under the world and went to Australia so maybe he used that tunnel to get into Smallville. Still there. <laughs> I'll take it. The chip <laughs> off the old Clark's tunnel was still, there was yeah. still a hole in the world. Yeah. I'll go for it. Um, and, and, and things are getting dark in Smallville. Like there's, 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 there's one scene there where they're kind of torturing a guy and they're planning to execute him and stuff. And, you mm-hmm. know, it's, it's, you know, you can kind of feel the gravity in that, especially the fact that Jonathan and Martha are there. Yep. Yeah, while while um, Lord Nor is working on his putting here on the green, we've got, you know, he's making the Kents oh, yeah. prune the grass or whatever. And then there's a guy um, that, that tries to, like, burn down the, the golf course, basically. And I think he's the one, right, that gets put in the stocks in, in Town Square later and they're yeah. going to try to kill him or whatever. Yeah, just craziness. I do... You know, Dean has to remind us that he used to play at sports with his Buffalo Bills hat throughout his whole his whole disguise here. But nice, nice call out for him, I guess. Um, but yeah, the the chaos in in Smallville. This is where we get all the chasing around and whatnot. And you know, Lois and Clark uh, kind of like raking leaves and getting in with the the 
work camp essentially that's been set up I, for the prisoners there you know i really get a kick i love when bad guys are really bad like you know like skeletor in that 1987 masters of the universe movie and i love that i love that scene where the 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 people of smallville have gathered a like a committee yes and yes. no nor basically directs you know they, they want more food and they want more water so he's like seems reasonable solution murder the committee and dispense their rations to the rest of the people <laughs> so good <laughs> i thought that was brilliant um, but yeah, this is where, like where we get the first whiffs of that, where like Clark um, digs a well quickly by like putting a, a, a rain pipe down. Like I thought that was kind of a cool effect. So you see I a little dirt it. come out before the fresh water. Like that's that's great Superman stuff, it, right? It's exactly the kind of like like small scale mundane use of powers that Lois and Clark excels at. <laughs> like a no yes. no other version of Superman. Like if this was you know a Superman movie, he'd have to fucking go and you know freeze a lake and lift a lake and you know whereas here it's just like no there's a well right under here just and then there's your water. yeah let me just x-ray around for a second and yeah that'll yeah this will work and yeah totally i i love that i also like the like you know we we take our wonderful superman bits where we can on this show sometimes but just the like his first priority is making sure these people are okay and can make it through whatever is going to happen next and like just the tone i took was probably more serious than it than it needed yeah. but like on a character level it's it's a hundred percent right for me no see i'd prefer a version of superman where he focuses on taking out the kryptonians and doesn't care <laughs> doesn't care about the uh the the civilians and and who who dies in the you know by any means necessary cheers to that yeah i have a question for you and it's something that i was thinking about when i was watching the episode when when superman or clark superman turns up in smallville and Nor kind of gets him to surrender by holding the Kent's hostage. Would the rest of the town not realize that Superman is Clark Kent? I yeah, there's thing. a bit of that. Yeah, I, I I had that thought too. I guess the the you know either the town of Smallville not really paying that much attention, or at least you can justify <laughs> it as like, well, he's he's best friends in the world with Lois and Clark, so of course he knows that. Kent. Yeah, you know, I like suppose whatever. that, that I, could work I, I, too. That that's the only too. thing I could do. They never specifically call him clark or whatever in front yeah. of townspeople but it is like if you're a townsperson with half a brain you could do it like oh shit you know <laughs> like, and yeah lord especially nord, when he's there and his street clothes with just no glasses on <laughs> yeah lord nord does say in front of the whole crowd let's see how much he cares about mommy and daddy and oh you're right yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're absolutely right um but he he is like there's no clark there is constantly kal-el you know kal-el, kal-el. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, this is like the the end of the episode i do love real quick have to talk about lois and martha like you know the, the kryptonians are about to execute the guy from the golf course and kryptonia what that's and a nice lois, that's a good name for it thank you yeah and lois and martha do like a fake fight to distract the kryptonians so that you know clark can whoosh in and get them i was just like i like um the way that even starts it's just like martha like getting lois like come here and they start just just bitching at each other and they like really go at it and i'm like that's that's super cool of these these characters at this point i love it is that isn't that an old like three stooges shtick where they'd like fake fight and then as a diversion to get out of a jam kind of yeah i mean fake fight isn't that the whole three stooges shtick (laughs) (laughs) um but then we've got you know he's he's lord nor has called out kal-el uh perfectly and what what do you want nor i want your throne i want your world and i want you gone forever and you know act out wait wait for next week i thought that yeah 
again, there's not too much that happens in this episode, but it's it's good table setting for the next one, I thought. Just before and I remember being like at the edge of my seat going, oh, my God, what is going to happen next week? And then waiting for the full week and having to make sure that I was sat there in front of the TV that I didn't miss it. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I clearly remember that. That's like I was I was heavily invested in this whole story arc at the time. The only thing I wanted to say more about that episode before we move on is Simon Templeman's delivery of the line. We're not in Kansas anymore. Anymore. <laughs> One of my Excellent. favorites. One of my favorite. I also like the this next scene. Like they basically pick up right where we are, and he's talking about this is where I've got the note. Should we just call him Zod? Because he's talking about like all my life, I've heard stories of the great house of El and the yeah. sun. How I hated you. And I'm like, yeah, we could Zod him here. But yeah. you know, everyone's everyone's arguing about like that's illegal. That's not fair. Do any of you have Kryptonian law degrees? <laughs> Shut up. You know, like that's excellent. That's wonderful for me. Um, but yeah, this is where like now Clark is held hostage. They're they're calling the tribunal of you know if a noble calls another noble out on a crime, then we've got to have a tribunal convene. Blah blah blah. But thankfully, Kryptonians don't seem to know about the Kryptonite yet. That's true, and Clark is very cocky for a guy who doesn't really know anything about Krypton. Doesn't even know a greeting. He's like he has nothing on me. And one thing I have to say about Lord Nor is that, and we'll get to it in, in a little bit when we get to the trial, and the, like basically he, 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 his whole thing is he's arresting him for treason because yes. uh, Superman yeah, and, and Zara have come to an agreement that they're going to be partners in like marriage, but not partners in bed and stuff because she, she loves Ching. And so everything Nor says is completely true and factual. Like the charge is completely true and factual, you know they're not going to produce any heirs. Like they're they're meant to that you know that the, the as per their duties. Like he's completely within his rights to just take an actual challenge against this guy and become the lo- you know I don't think he needs to invade Earth at all, or at least not until he's actually ruler of New Krypton. New Krypton before he makes Earth new New Krypton. <laughs> yep, my note is hashtag Nor was right. So yes. just 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 wait ten minutes until you've 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 won the case and then invade Krypton when nobody can do anything about it. Oh, sorry. So you're saying that if he had just not invaded Earth, his whole plan yeah. would have succeeded. Yeah. No. Yeah. I agree yeah. He would have been fine. It, it's, <laughs> yeah. It, it's 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 like the the bombing of Pearl Harbor. Just just don't do it right now. Yeah. You know. Just 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 push it off a little bit longer. You know, and things could go your way. You know. Don't invade Russia while you're invading everywhere else. You know that kind of thing. But Sun, yeah, if you Sun just Sue Burke over here. Yeah, I just, I just think like if he because what I was sitting there, I was listening to his argument, and I was like, he's he's a hundred percent right, and he's very lucky that he has access to like the Lois and Clark editing room that he can play all those clips. I was going to well. say that it was really good that he recorded the last week's episode. So yeah. That, yeah, that was that was lucky. Um, uh, yeah, no, I I completely everything he says in the courtroom is just like yeah, that's true, you know, whatever. And, and then Superman kept looking videos. like he was go- Superman kept looking like he was going to deny it, and then he'd play a clip and he's like, "Oh yeah, I did say that. And, oh yeah, we did do that." <laughs> but it's all it's like so the like it's so the Superman thing of like, yes, I, this was wrong, but it's for the right purpose of yeah. like you're a fucking monster, you know? Yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. Um, meanwhile, we've got we've got Zara back at the Daily Planet army base, you know, uh, as the Kryptonians are manipulating the situation very well and they get her to kind of go, you know, yeah. agree to go to Smallville. Um, and this is where, you know, she kind of shows up and beams down and all that and decides to like kind of stand trial with him, right? Like, um, 
they, they're going to play along with it essentially at this point yeah i i love that you mentioned that kryptonians are manipulating if i remember correctly trey isn't manipulating anyone he's just so no. steadfast in his belief he's just kind of a sycophant yeah yeah and and he he genuinely is like oh well maybe lord nor wouldn't be so bad if you gave him a chance and you it's coming from a place of love for his 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 world or whatever like i i, yeah. I really like that about his character like he's genuinely not a bad guy he's just he's just flawed in his belief system i thought that was kind of cool yeah. I do like that too. Where like, and it's all you know. The deck is stacked plot wise for him to believe that Nora might be doing okay. You know, like it seems that the sound, town people see he's giving them water. You know, <laughs> but he, um, he he's never depicted as stupid, and I like that about him. I like that no, about manipulated. Him. Yeah, manipulated yeah. as hell. Yeah, absolutely. Whereas the other Gen Mai or whatever his name is 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 totally the you know the Jafar behind the scenes. Um, I I do love here before they they beam down and whatnot. This is where we get the order of the fields made penetrable by transmission and everyone starts closing their eyes and swaying left and right as the camera's rolling around them. Like their depiction of the telepathy is just so funny to me. We, we talked about it, Alan, in season three, but like Rob, just in general, what is your take on the telepathy here? Does it, does it just drive you crazy? Oh, he's, he's revving up. He's, he's ready rubbing to go. his go hands together, people. Three, two, one, go. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, my one of my ultimate fan theories in Lois and Clark is that um, we find out that the Kryptonians have te telepathy powers, right? Now that they're mm -hmm. strongest when they're dealing with actual Kryptonians, but yes. my fan theory is that throughout the whole series, Clark Kent is broadcasting a low-level telepathic signal that prevents Whoa. people from realizing that he has any physical similarity to Superman, and that's why nobody is ever able to piece it together and that's why their their personalities aren't that different but nobody's able to see that he's clearly superman so that's but that's rob my, uh, he wears glasses yeah the, the glasses enhance the telepathic signal that he's he's already emitting and it's in the pilot episode he takes them off and he puts them back on again and his parents are like huh yeah, okay yeah <laughs> it's <laughs> it's definitely problem. nobody that nobody intended this this is my fan theory and i'm sticking to it I'm going to give you my immediate fan reaction to that, which is, I don't hate it. <laughs> I, which is a big... And, and people, and, who, people and listening can't... It has precedent in the comics, because in the, in the Bronze Age in yeah. the 70s, they introduced this thing where super hypnosis, and that actually everybody sees Clark as this weedy little five-foot-four guy with, with the receding hairline and all this. Mm. And is this the Zatanna glasses thing, too, or it's it's something different? No, I think it was I think it was just like a, a previously unmentioned power that Superman has that he's sure. But but then all the fans were like, well, that doesn't make sense because Batman has taken Clark Kent's spot in previous issues. And how does that work mm. then if you know, but so it didn't really make sense. and They kind of dropped it, but that I'm sticking to it. <laughs> I, I remember reading I a comic like that, Rob. I I remember reading a comic one time where, and it's a little bit off topic, but I remember reading a comic one time where they explained that like Clark Kent is just always vibrating at a certain level, <laughs> that like <laughs> nobody can get a photograph of him properly that's not blurry, and that he's just he's just always kind of like mm -hmm. <laughs> kind of like like the new Flash whenever he's near yeah. Iris or whatever in season one, that sort of thing. Yeah. Okay. I think that's oh, a man. I think that's I an interesting theory. I want to watch like. I've recorded so far in advance right now, but like I really want to kind of check in with that idea for the rest of the season. But I, I, I like it. And it okay. definitely makes sense in, in terms of Dean Cain's Clark because yeah, he's just, basically oh, again, the same guy. Just in this, this four seasons of a world. But yeah, interesting. Okay. 
And does that All right, rob- well, you might have just bought this whole fucking telepathy <laughs> thing back for me, so thank you. Does does that theory uh, go over to Superman and Lois then for you as well, Rob? Do you think Ooh. that's going on in Superman and Lois? <laughs> that's a good question. There's got to be something going on in Superman and Lois. Because, <laughs> like, I, it's I the vibrating thing. <laughs> yeah, like, the, the, you know, I think they at least tried in Lois and Clark to do something. Like his hair is different. You know, they, they, totally. Yeah, they're doing something. In Superman and Lois, they're doing nothing. They do nothing at all. But also, like, I love all these fanboys that are like you know the, the Snyder verse is so metal and it's real world and stuff and it's just like they did the same fucking glasses shit too you know like nobody's figured yes. out how to do that like how to one-up this you know how to yeah. how to quote-unquote legitimize it so it's just like maybe we all have to embrace the fact that these are dumb characters and some <laughs> of it's dumb and we have to kind of go with it you know see I think that's the approach Superman and Lois have taken they're kind of like mm. you need to just accept this we're not addressing right. it and that's that which which I agree it, which I, it which is I the moment with. It is the moment that we just talked about in the pilot of Lois and Clark. I'm just like, if you don't go with this, fuck off. Like, don't don't yeah. bother with the rest of the but, show. But the this di- is what the, we're doing. The difference is Lois and Clark did it in that really charming way where they kind of addressed it and, like, spoke to the audience and said, this yes. is our approach. Superman and Lois never did that. And they just take it really seriously. And you're just, the tone just <laughs> doesn't Rob, really work for something so ridiculous. I was yeah. just thinking, Rob, that this would also explain... Um, that infamous scene in the George Reeves Adventures of Superman uh, where he's not wearing his glasses and everybody's oh. talking to him and doesn't recognize him as Clark Kent. Yeah, baby. So you've solved it, it for it, me. Thank the, you. That's the all shook up. The, that <laughs> yeah, one. I, I had a bit of a... I had a bit of a tirade on on our uh, one of our episodes where uh, wonderful where episode of your podcast. Yes, we watched that episode and uh, yeah, it was uh, it that upset me a little bit that Clark could not wear his glasses and everybody could talk to him and not recognize that he was Superman. But Rob has like, just a little bit Let, for me. If anyone hasn't listened to that episode, the, Alan goes off for like a full three <laughs> minutes. It's some of the funniest things we've ever recorded. It's just Alan like literally about to go out and burn his DVD. I, I was laughing so hard listening to that. Because it was just, it, I, I was actually just getting, like I was fine at the start, but then the more I started thinking about it, the more I just got worked up. I was like, no, this is, this is sacrilege. It just breaks the whole concept. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, we, uh, back during the Gulf War, when we recorded season one of this show, we, we talked about that too for the All Shook Up episode. We watched that, that George Reeves episode. It's just like... You're just throwing the whole thing to the side here. Anyway, anyway, thank you, Rob. First of all, love that. Going forward, I kind of want to watch the series with that in mind, especially when we get to like AKA Superman. Yeah. Because <laughs> when we've got five foot Justin Whalen that's supposed to be Dean Kane or whatever. But um, yeah. for now, back at the Daily Planet, we're getting pamphlets, prop watch, welcome to New Krypton. We'll have a world of fun together. I tried to pause it today and see what else is going on in that pamphlet. The only thing I could see on the cover is paid for by the NOR for President Society <laughs> or Committee. <laughs> but like, there's a whole like re-education thing on the inside of the pamphlet that I'm sure is funny as hell. So I really want to try to go back and, and take pictures of it. But, you know, the, the Kryptonians are taking over, right? You know, like the, it's, it's their world now. They're coming from Metropolis next. That's what I love about this show. It's those little things. Those you know, nobody else does that. Superman and Lois wouldn't get away with that. No, it's it's it's, it's so nineties and it's camp, but it's it's it works, and uh, I, it made me laugh. Yeah, yeah, I have to say, watching it before, I was always like, that's like a step too far into camp. But this time, I was like, no, that 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 totally works. A fair play for them for like designing that prop. And there, yeah. there was another like this is a more boring thing to point out, but there was another. Um, 
Lois, in the first episode of Lord of the Flies, she walks past a Daily Planet newspaper vendor box thing. I don't know what mm-hmm. you call them. And yeah. like, instead of just being, instead of just having a blank Daily Planet logo on it, it has like Daily Planet featuring a brand new classified section. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> what a weird random thing to put there. But God damn it, thank you for doing that. Prop but that's man. great. Yeah. And, and not I love too that it's not like a Superman specific thing. It was yeah. just like this is this was their selling point before that became what they deal with, you know? That's fun. Um but yeah, and we get a little bit of Perry and uh Colonel Ambrose Cash here talking about army stuff. Um, every scene this guy is in, they mention the kryptonite, and he does like a mm, "wasn't me" face. So, like <laughs> even as a kid, I remember going like, "Oh, this guy totally took the kryptonite." You know? the, I'm I'm sure you probably feel the same way about this, Alan. But every scene this guy is in, I'm like, "What a waste that we made Sam Lane a cyborg mad scientist." Man. Oh, yeah. So, think of the, like how how much better the scenes would have been with this guy if it was Sam Lane. Would have been so good. Yep. Yeah. I One was, of my I, favorite aspects... Sorry, sorry. No, I was just going to say, I was surprised that we didn't... I would have thought this would have been a good, good opportunity to get some Bureau 39 action. Oh, shit. Like, that what? would have been fun, too. That'd they don't good. remember Bureau 39, but that would have been <laughs> super fun, too. Um, I was just going to say, like, one of my favorite aspects of the Superman and Lois stuff is the Sam Lane kind yeah. of interactions there and, and the, the ebbs and flows of that relationship with them. Sexy but, yeah, Sam the, Lane. Sexy Dylan nip tuck walsh over there looking great um meanwhile let's talk about sexy times well excuse me i bed chamber was my next thing but i think we have to get through the tribunal trial first so not sexy very serious in the tribunal room as uh replacing kalel <laughs> replacing kalel on trial and uh i i like kind of like we talked about every point that norm makes is pretty legitimate and he's got the evidence <laughs> And I liked the kind of still uh, xenophobia might not be the right world, but that that idea of like you know placing Kalel in charge is like placing an Earthling on the throne. And it's just like yeah, that's I, yeah. I kind of get why that's not great for your society too. You know, it's all like there's a couple weird. of there's a couple of times where he calls them. I think he calls them a mongrel, mongrel like, like a halfling. half breed. Yeah, yeah, half breed maybe was it? Yeah, I think Templeton's fucking or Templeton is fucking awesome in that scene. Yeah, yeah he is. I also love the space gavel. There's a little like clear gavel that um, <laughs> uh, I forget which one a tray I think has, but it makes like a space sound. Like it's a different sound effect when he bangs it, which is just like sure, why not? I, I wonder where they making a glass hammer joke there. Where you know that old joke is like, can you go and find me a glass hammer? Oh, I fell oh. for the. I used to work in bars like twi- like when I was sixteen, oh, no. and like my first weekend. My first weekend, I was sent. It wasn't as bad. I, I worked with a guy who was sent to another bar to look for some fallopian tubes. Oh, jeez. <laughs> and I, yeah, uh, I didn't, I, I didn't get that one, but I got. It was sold to me as like a, a window hammer, and I went to like seven bars in the town that I was working in looking for this thing. It was, oh my god, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> Is that an evil thing where every bar you go to knows exactly? what's happening and they're yes. playing along yes oh, that's mean love it that's exactly that's, what it is that's terrible <laughs> i think i think the manager had rang ahead as well and kind of said look i'm sending this guy <laughs> up so like i was two hours walking around the town this fucking newbies coming by so just yeah. give him hell would you? and yeah. it was only uh, it was only when i was at like the seventh bar and instead of referring to it as a window hammer as it had been sold to me i said glass hammer and like it just a bolt of lightning hitting john wesley's ship it struck me and i realized exactly <laughs> what had been going on <laughs> Crystal Beach. Do you Beach. go back and that's yeah, thirty do, miles? Do you, go, 
that was pretty good. God damn it. <laughs> Shit, man. That's going to lead well into my question for both of you at the end of this episode, but we'll get back to that in a second. Um, do you go back and mention anything or you just go back and like start busting tables and like just. No, I just walked back in and they all knew by my face. Like yeah, 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 they, yeah, they yeah. just knew. The, like, oh, yeah, face. they're waiting for you to come home. To, yeah, and I, I, I worked today. on there for like five more years. It's not like they fired me on the spot or anything for being stupid, but uh, yeah, I, was, sure I, was, I was stupid. Um, anyway, we kind of talked about the fact that. New Krypton. We kind of talked about the Tribunal stuff earlier. I do like the scene in between trial and verdict where we've got uh, Zara just just taking a, a mid-afternoon nap. You know, there's a lot going on. Yeah. And uh, Lord Nor walks in and is just like the most pompous asshole. He's like, oh, I'm drinking from the wedding cup, aren't I? You know, and like, you know, gets slapped by her and whatnot. But and I won't have any trouble consummating, you know, whatever it is. Another great prop, by the way. That wedding cup is this epic looking thing. Yes, it reminds me of the Kryptonian forks from season three, where it's just like, yeah, it's a fork, which is like a lot of extra crap going on, you know. But then we get—you're never gonna get this guess this verdict, guys. But it's a—it's a guilty as charged. Guilty, no and rightly so. And rightly so, yeah. But this is where, like, um, this is where banishment takes a turn real quickly where it's like you are hereby banished your body will be disintegrated and your molecule molecules will be scattered across countless distant galaxies like fuck that got that escalated very quickly yet these people just can't find another world to inhabit and you know build their society on but they right, can do but this you're gonna, <laughs> gonna dust you around the known multiverse the cosmos like if, yeah, only, exactly. if only there was some kind of a zone they could send them Oh, well, that would be interesting. It would have to, like, live on top of our world, almost like a, an imitation or, a, a, like, a phantom around us or something, I suppose. I, I, I honestly can't... <laughs> it took a lot of work to get to that word there. I'm sorry. I can't decide, though, if, if it was a case where they weren't allowed to use the Phantom Zone or they genuinely forgot that the Phantom Zone is a thing. Cause I just c- didn't, yeah, just I, didn't deal with it. I kind of feel like they might have just forgotten... <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. I mean, like, there are nerds in the writer's room is yeah. the crazy part, you know, for this. But, yeah, maybe it's just... Or maybe it was, like, a DC going, like, mm, not really. Yeah. Or they wanted the threat to be more concrete, you know, more like... Yeah. It like, reminds me of... Um, Do you guys watch The Good Place at all with Ted Danson? Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. I've seen yeah, the whole Yeah, I've seen a couple of episodes. So, like, not to give no ep- uh, spoilers for that, but there's, like, some of... Like, Ted Danson's species basically can't die, but they're retired, and it's basically the same oh. thing where it's like you are broken down by molecule and um, like scattered with hot lava across like the distant galaxies. And I'm just like, it's the same thing of just like the fate worse than death of it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But that's that's what we're going for here. Um, and I do love Lois, like, best Lord Norrit line of the whole thing going up to him. Just like, well, what about his appeal? Well, admittedly, he's well built but a trifle dull for my taste <laughs> that was Excellent. one of my favorite lines in the two episodes because you know it's a it's a little bit of a thinker i don't think kids would get it you know no, but it's, oh, it's totally there not. for it's there for the adults i, I thought that was very funny yep. I, I i would have loved to have seen it's almost a pity that nor wasn't brought into it earlier on in the season i would like to have seen almost more of him he was so good he's for me he's right up there with tempest i think he's i think he's totally. really one of the strongest villains in the whole show it yeah. feels like something where they could have maybe gotten a version of him back at some point in the future, yeah. especially the way that this season ends, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Rob, you were going to say something? No, I wasn't. No, I just totally agree with everything. Oh, sorry. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Um, um, what was I going to say? This is where, though, like, after the verdict, 
as dumb and crazy as all this shit is, Kay and Eddie just giving the most honest performances you could possibly give on this set where it's just like, you know, there are a lot more lives at stake than ours or like Jonathan's almost got like a whispered like, Clark, get out of here. You know, like it does like so like a all three of them, you know, Lois included are like, does not matter what happens to us. You have to leave. But also, I'm like, well, if he can just go, can't he just, like, grab all three of them and get out of there real quick? I don't know. I don't think he... They're in space, though, aren't they? So he can't just grab them Thank all. Thank you. Yeah, there we go. Thank you. Yeah, it's not <laughs> Superman helps. 4, Matt. You can't just yeah. fly people in space. <laughs> nope, that, that helps. Okay, cool. Um, <laughs> but this is, like, you know, things escalate very quickly here. Nor and Zara are getting married, and, and yeah. Trey realizes he's an idiot uh, very quickly, and that nor might be a dick after all you know um ching makes himself useful for a second and is basically like you know there's this secret law and clark didn't know about it so it's you know the this is well void it's like not reading your miranda rights this is what i couldn't understand right so they basically say that he has the right to challenge if you're a noble you have the right to challenge the other noble to a duel right is that before like, is that meant to happen before the trial or if you lose the trial that then you fight? I couldn't Unclear, really follow that. But I think the whole thing has to be like they both have to know these two options. Like if the, if there's a challenge, right, like you either have to know that you can accept a trial or or the fight. fight. That makes sense. Yeah. Mm. OK. Yeah. OK. I don't know. Okay. Was that was that your reading, Rob? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I hadn't really thought about it until Alan brought it up so yeah I'll go with that fair enough cool um, I love the reversing of the procedure there's a little prop here that has like yes. the top like a pole of Krypton basically a little globe that they have to turn in order to do it it's another like prop watch thing and like all around this chamber there were big like basically medicine balls that are painted like Krypton like we've seen before it's kind of cool when I when I saw the the big giant Krypton globe in the background. I was like, is that the globe that they use in the shots in the opening intro where you see Krypton explode? Is that the actual prop? That would make a lot of sense. Because why wouldn't it be? Like, surely they have that lying around. Oh, yeah, we'll just put it here, you know? If that's what if that's a 3D thing, I always kind of thought that might have been a, a painting or whatever, but if that's a 3D element, that makes a lot of sense, dude. And the whole time watching all of these episodes and the ones at the end of season three, I was thinking... My God, they had so much here they could have used to just go, Fortress of Solitude, here you go. Yeah. They could have used all that stuff and just said, okay, well, this is the new thing we have in the show now, Fortress of Solitude. It would have been fun. The only thing about them having a Fortress of Solitude in this show, though, is I don't know, really know what they do with it. What they do with it, yeah. I don't know. Mm. That's fair, because we don't really need to, you know, look through the Kryptonian files all that much on this show, do we? Yeah. That's, that's the only that's thing right. I, I would like to have seen it, but I, I just don't. I, I think it would have been redundant for to mm. have a set like that because I, I just mm. don't think this version of Superman Clark would have would have used it that much. That's fair. Um, great news, though. The, the procedure is reversed. We save we save Clark. Um, have you guys seen the outtakes from the scene or the the dailies that have been online throughout the a long time ago? Vague, yeah. I vaguely remember something funny happening here. Yeah, yeah. It's just kind of cute of like. You know, them, you know, he falls out of the thing and she kind of catches him and steadies him. And, and they just kind of look at each other. And there's like a moment where like Dean's like, hi, hi, hi. You know, like it's just kind of cute. I don't know. It's just fun little Their chemistry um, tension is still, cutting. Their chemistry is still on fire 
oh, like season four. Like it's yeah. palpable. I yeah, like fair play. Like I don't know if Terry was kind of getting fed up with the show at this point, or you know, the fact that she was pregnant and stuff. I don't know, but yeah, the the, the chemistry is still right there. Ten out of ten. Yep, agreed with you. Um, now I've got to I've got to take a real indulgent moment here, guys, and play one of my favorite games, which is Where Is Metropolis? <laughs> we get our best establishing shot of the entire series of yeah. Metropolis as. We're going over the suburbs and there are mountains involved and the ship's approaching, but it also looks like there's mountains behind it, which is kind of landlocked, which we know isn't true. And it's just like, nobody, nobody gives a shit anymore. They're making the, the easiest establishing shot of the city as they possibly can, essentially. It looks like Delta City from RoboCop. It's just like, <laughs> th- th- there's all these just, com- just sad looking suburbs that are just totally ground level. And then you just have this like glistening temple of, just like miles high yeah exactly <laughs> it, it just looks so much better than everything else around it and you're just like what is going on here just glistening temple of justice is the best descriptor for this shot that you could possibly <laughs> i love it though i love that they had that like we never get that like yep and it's clearly our money it's clearly just is it it the, oh so they actually I, I was gonna say it's probably just stock footage but you'd think it's no, it's definitely, it's some sort of manipulation of, I think, several stock elements. But mm. you can see, especially in the HD, like, Metropolis is kind of on top of there. And again, kind of shaky, like yeah, the yeah. spaceship is shaky early. Yeah. Like, it's not it's not on there perfectly, essentially. Um, but it's fun, though. Like, it's just as fun, too. And they cut from that to the, the crazy, you know, chaos in the streets of Metropolis, where there's fire and chasing. and Which um, I liked. Yeah, yeah I, I did too. Nor accepts the challenge, essentially. He finds out that Clark's alive and is really pissed about it. But it's just like, fine, you know, like, on the street where I stand tomorrow at noon, like, we'll just kind of finish this, you know? Yeah, it's very Western. It's very, uh, you know, high noon, you know, jewel at sunset, that kind of thing. Yeah, totally. um, And then I really like the, the, the next scene where, like, Lois is cooking and they're training in the apartment and stuff. And yes, it, it turns out sticks. that Superman's a little bit of a Mary Sue. He's just good at everything that he does. <laughs> For no reason. Well, he's not a master, but he, but he has pretty much mastered the 980 moves. So I, I, I suppose you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, my my, my only your, my only ahead. question with this scene was, we literally just came from a spaceship where he had his own like master bedroom and all that. Why do they have to train in Lois's apartment? No fucking clue. Because he's ex. I was going to say he's he's been expelled, but then okay. if he has the right to appeal. Yeah, probably would make sense. I guess it is kind of technically Nora's ship. No, I, I don't know. The, I'm the going to say is fractured. Let's say that. I'm going to say it's because there are too many kind of like uh, double agent Kryptonians up there keeping check, an check. eye on what's going on, and he wants yep. his privacy. Got it. That's yeah. totally fair. I That's like cool. that. Um, also, they don't have you know chocolate sauce and popcorn and peeps and whatever the hell else they're <laughs> eating here. Um. The alien sticks, the Dre, I think they're called. Yeah. Which is a bad name choice when... I, I like the chef's kiss there, Rob. <laughs> but um, bad name choice when you've got a tray running around too. But um, I, I do think it's a fun conceit, like this whole, like, I don't know, proper way to, to duel if you're Kryptonian. It almost reminds me of... Uh, I'm not even going to try to say the name of the weapon, but the, like, the traditional Klingon weapon that they use, that big, like... Batlet? Giant. Batlet, yeah. Ba- yeah, the okay. Batlet, yeah. 
God, what nerds. Okay. There's, there's three of us <laughs> no, here. We've, we've, we've got a good corner of the whole. I know. We, I think we've, we've got, got a good a, corner covered. <laughs> the, Venn di- the middle of the Venn diagram is big, but the rest of it, like, we, we do have everything covered. If musicals come up in any of your podcasts, let me know. Um, there's a war figure there. He's actually got a battlet. Yeah. I've, I've a few phasers beside me. Anyway, He's got go. a battlet to hand. Oh, my God. Is that a new war figure or is that like a, an old uh, 80s one? No, no. Uh, first Contact, 1996. Yeah. Wow. Cool. On card. Play, on play? card and sealed. No. What's the toy company that does that? Playmate? Uh, Playmates, yeah. Playmates, yeah, yeah. Yeah, cool. There you go. I know some things. I know more about the, the toys than anything else. Um, quick shout out though before we go like obviously okay plot wise Ching's teaching Clark how to do stuff uh, but like is basically like you'll have to do the killing blow in order to to end this and Clark's like no um, but shout out before we leave this is the last time we see Lois's apartment I'm pretty sure I was thinking that I was like yeah I was trying oh. to remember like it's not really in season four because they move into the house and brutal youth and that's not long from now and yeah so yeah. Hmm. when do we they're just when do we get to the ghost episode the the the, the drew carey episode is that long after this episode nine i think eight or and nine that, the, that's the, the house season. they move so, into yeah. right if yes but yeah. but but like yeah rob is saying they got the house a couple episodes before in brutal oh. youth and the 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 okay. um women or, or that woman is stealing jimmy's youth episode michael Keaton's um, but wife. yeah like after this they just hang out in clark's apartment before they get the brownstone so so just quick pour one out for lois's apartment and her weird fan thing thankfully the the fish tank comes along with us you know but what a weird set it is I, I wonder does is the is the duplicate apartment still oh, i was just gonna say that alan that lex built <laughs> i was just gonna say that <laughs> I know My, the virtual version does in in you know, but it's just nice um, for, for Lois. Place, yeah. It's it's just nice for Lois to know that if things go kind of tits up, that she has a backup, that she has an <laughs> underground apartment layer <laughs> that nobody knows about. For all we that know, nobody knows about. Would that not be a great base for Superman? That that be, but also like, is most of the art collection still down? Oh no, the art collection's not there. The lakes have some of it. Never mind. Okay. Yeah, but is that where that was? Presumably. Presumably. Yeah. Okay. Good to know. See, see all the continuity, guys. It's so, it's so impressive. Even this next, I wrote this down. I'd never noticed it before. Like dual day, you know, like Nora is on the street of Metropolis just by himself waiting for Superman. And he steps on an old issue of the Daily Planet, which is how hot can it get from, oh. from Man of yeah. Steel bars? Yeah. Craziness. Awesome. Why the fuck is that the, the newspaper that they put down? But What I found go. was really strange. It's it's great to see Superman arrive. He's got the classic team, the classic suit. Oh. But I just can't understand what happened that he lost his powers and he needs to fly in on those cables. Now, this is this is a very interesting point because I contacted Matt about this yesterday. Yes, I was very excited to watch this this morning because of this. But go ahead, Rob. So, Alan, you have the DVDs, which I also yes. have. And in the DVDs, for whatever reason... It's missing the special effect of... Correct. So when Superman lands, and it's one of the best landing shots of the oh, entire series. So triumphant. The cables the are music, completely visible. The co- pa- cables are completely visible, and then he straight away uses his x-ray vision, and there's no special effect, right? No special and effect. This has bothered me for years, and I've found clips on YouTube of the episode, and all the special effects are in it. So I knew it was just a problem with the DVDs. But for whatever reason, when they remastered them in HD for HBO Max... 
they went back to the actual proper master and they do have the special effects in them. So when he lands, there's no wires and he uses extra vision and it's awesome. It's really, it blew my mind because there were still some issues in the HBO Max ones with yeah. like missing, um, missing sound effects is a big one. Missing like speed sound effects happens a lot on, okay. on yeah. the DVDs and in HBO Max, but... This is definitely um, the worst example of what I've seen because he uses, yeah, totally. you, you've got the landing, you've got his heat vision, and he uses his x-ray vision all in the yep. one scene, and there's but nothing. Um, I got so excited, Rob, when you said that like it's in there the other day, and I watched it today, and I'm like, yep, that that's it. It looks great. You can still see a little bit of the clip for the harness in yeah. his briefs, as always. That's fine. Um, but yeah, the, 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 wires, the wires are gone. It, it looks great. Alan, we got to get you a VPN or something so you can. So I just it. need to get HBO Max in, our, in Europe, please. But I like I like the whole thing. He he he. Putting all that stuff aside, he lands. You've got the classic suit. You've got the classic team. The, I think the jewel is pretty cool. This uh, this scene for me is one of the most. It's it's like the pinnacle of Clark Kent's character arc in the entire series. Yeah. So at this point in time, he has finally reconciled the Kryptonian side of himself with the human side of himself he's yeah. realized what krypton means what he stands for on earth what his heritage is what he wants to be he he is essentially like for the entire series he has been cosplaying as this legend that lois lane and his parents mm. made up for him and he's been acting as this kind of character that he's made up in his head called superman but this yeah. is the moment in the series where he basically becomes the christopher reeve superman and it's like, I love that, Rob. It's that's one of my favorite. Oh my it's one of my that favorite so moments. The entire series is the reason this version of Superman is my favorite version of Superman because we see the culmination of that character arc. He actually becomes the legend that he created, and yeah, love it, absolutely love it. Rob, I've recorded like twenty-five episodes of podcast with you. And I think that may be the best point you've ever made. That is so on point. That, that lovely, he has, yeah. yeah, that is, and you're so right because he's never really Superman. He's always Clark playing pretend. And then when he lands here, you're you know what that is that is profoundly accurate. Yeah, you're you, you've nailed it there. Oh, that's cool. It's also the rebirth angle of it too. Yeah. That he's just like he's he's you know it's just ended for him essentially, but he's back and he's got this shot to to set it all right. Um, yeah, that's that's awesome, Rob. And it's coupled with this just like you know as as Lois and Clark as it is like it's one of those fights where like you kind of have to guess what's going on through some of the editing and whatnot. Like it's not the best shot thing in the world, but it's still fucking cool. You've got you know, the whole ass. gang watching in from the, the top of the daily planet, you know, like looking through a window or whatever yeah. down at them. And it's just the two of them alone with their dumb alien sticks going at it with each other. And it's, it's, it's and super rad. I, I think the sticks were kind of ingenious in a way because it's, it's yeah. the producers of the show literally telling the audience, look, it's not going to be Superman 2. Okay, guys? Like, yeah. right. They're going to have these dumb sticks and they're going to be hitting each other like American gladi gladiators. And, that, gladiator, exactly. and that's all you're getting. And that's fine. And when you see it, it's like, do you know what? I'm into this. This is cool. Mm -hmm. But you know that's what? That's a great, great point, Rob, where it's a good way to... I don't think handicap the scene is the right way to go, but, but lower to, the expectations. Kind of expectations. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. I when I was watching it on the DVD when he when he arrives in with the uh, on the wires when he arrives in in the Superman suit, I was thinking to myself how cool it would have been for him to have a new Superman suit, like yeah. a different suit that he oh, had sure. come down in. But now, with your point, Rob, I think that would have been an injustice. That you know. This is the first time in his own suit that he lands. I I think, and then the fight. I think that's yeah, that's 
And well, it's so nice too that he's he's that amalgam at that point. You know, yeah. he's still wearing the shield. It's still a kind of fuck you to to Nor that he's wearing a Kryptonian shield at all. You know, yeah. but it's 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 the the he's defending the planet that he calls home in the colors that they know him in. You know, it's, it's yeah. beautiful. I don't know why I'm trying to rephrase your wonderful point, Rob, but there you go. No, I think um, I think it's just it's just that it's settling in. We're just we're it's it's. I never I never thought of it like that. I never thought of it like that. And no, because you don't necessarily think of Lois and Clark as having a series arc, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And but and no, it's kind it's kind of why I think it it there was nothing else for them to do after this. Like this was his yeah. final, and and then them getting married, and it's like, well, you know, I mean, they could have had a child, they could have done all that, but I think this was the the culmination of everything that they'd been building for for me. So. Yeah, I get you. I do love, though, like going into the season, this is the show that kind of shows you every aspect of their relationship till yeah. till till baby. And then yeah. kind of Superman and Lois picked up that baton. Obviously. Absolutely. But um, but I do love, you know, we can complain about season four and I will over the coming months. Mm. But I like that we that we got it, that we got to see yeah. them together and and dealing with with married life, too. We get all shades of it here, which is great. First, we had to get through this fight where. It's very handy that all the bad Kryptonians come into the alley right in time for the army to shoot their well, kryptonite I, missile. I just want to say, I, I really like the point of the fight where uh, where Lord Nor has the, the, the stick down and he Superman is holding it. And then you can feel that the, kind of the, the music plays up and he pushes it back. Yeah, I was like, I'm 37. And even I was like, yeah, you fucking get him superman <laughs> yep this is my favorite music cue in the entire soundtrack is, yep. is this it's got the lord north theme throughout it yeah and then the the fucking theme song comes in and it's so yeah. cool and i really like the, the fact that like i'm not i don't think superman should kill people or anything like that and they kind of get away with it here because yep but i like the fact that he had the balls to do the move, the power move, the 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 fatality move, because it's needed to be done. So he did it. You yeah, know, it was it was. He like kind of the, pulled his punch with it too. Like he didn't kill yeah. him, but yeah. But he did enough to, to to knock the wind out of him. I thought that was like when he starts when he starts swinging it and it lights up and you know I, I was like oh and he's the energy out. bounces off the S shield. <laughs> it's just yeah. gonna say the chest Excellent. lights up. Why it's not? Great. Yeah, go for it at this point. Who cares? <laughs> um, but yeah, super cool. And then you've got like it's just like that kind of classic iconography of like. There's green smoke everywhere. We all know what that means at this point. And Lois and Jimmy running in from across the street of the planet. And it's just like, this is cool. And thank God Superman's alive. And, and just, the yeah. whole thing really... It doesn't know, make any is... sense, but it's fine. I'm going with it. No, it doesn't. But it, it, thankfully, those other Kryptonians absorbed most of the gas, I think, is the line we get in the bedchamber. Bodies right? repel gas, Rob. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> I thought you were a man of science, Rob. I, I, whatever. Um, but yeah, we, we we wrap up here in the bedchamber. Um, I like that like Lois and Clark are in bed. We think they're alone. And then Ching and Zara just just watching, you know, <laughs> whatever. Um, Trey doing his last little bit of manipulation, like giving himself over for so a rest good. to Clark. But of course, you know, Clark doesn't doesn't go for it. Nice Jay- scene. And J.G. Yeah. Hertzler could have phoned in this role, but he just gives it some... He's like, Kalel, I have failed my planet. I have failed I my countrymen. Just, uh, I have failed my post. And I deserve <laughs> to have my atoms, my atoms scattered across the universe or whatever. <laughs> he just totally sells it. He's such a good actor. I love him. He's great. He's great. Yes. Where again, just to be mean, 
we've got that performance and in the same scene uh, Zara being for the first time in my life I have tears I'm like no no you don't you don't <laughs> you don't seem all that there's no broken tears. up about any of this frankly <laughs> but Clark abdicates the throne and they walk out goodbye forever Kryptonians yeah and we so get this least... lovely little fire escape scene which is lovely which is lovely I was, I was just gonna say suddenly it's okay for a woman to just rule on her own which is great yeah, it worked yeah. out, and just like marry a non-nobleman, and yeah, just change their whole society. It's, it was a real like. Great. Well, we've had a fucking week, haven't we? <laughs> Krypton, you know, I've uh, just with the fire escape scene. I've just written down high waisted nineties dad pants. Oh yeah, his costume <laughs> is not great here. I didn't it's notice a nice it. scene, but yeah, I do love the line here of like I kept. I've got it written down. I keep. I kept waiting for this incredible feeling of connection that I was exactly where I belonged, but. The only time that ever happened to me was, or it only happened once in my life, the day I met you, which is love it. bullshit, but beautiful. I should have robbed that from my vows. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I've still shit. got time. Thanks. Oh, hold on. Sorry. <laughs> sorry. Alexa just started freaking out. Um, but we get the cute little, you know, for a spaceman, you're the most romantic person I've ever known. Earthlings don't stand a chance. It's just like. It's, yeah, it's nice. Uh, and it's, it's what good. the show does so well. It's what, it's, it's, it's why. It's like H.G. Wells says, it's why it endures, you know, throughout time or whatever, you know, it's just, it's 30 years later and for some reason, like, three guys like us and we connect to it and it's, that's what it is. It's it's yes. those character moments that we love so much. And now in this grounded, grounded state, we're going to go into next week and meet our guardian angel and get swept up to a rooftop or a mountaintop and get married like, like normal people do, you know? You know Mike, don't you? Everybody yeah. knows Mike. Oh, oh my God, Mike! Yeah, oh my yeah. God, Mike! <laughs> so so great to see you. Right. Anyway. You're, you're going to need a lot of help with that episode. <laughs> that, I, I just recorded it this week, and uh, I, I have a wonderful, wonderful married couple, and they're, they're cooing, interrupting baby every once in a while on that episode. It's, it's a good time. Love it. Uh, so look forward to that, everybody. But meanwhile, gentlemen, thank you so much. We've made it through the season premiere of season four of Lois and Clark. So thank you very much. Yeah, it's been um, great. It's been a lot of fun. <laughs> can, can I ask you guys a few questions? Work it. Um, was this a were, were these a good episode for Clark? There was no Clark in it. Yeah, in no, my yeah. book, Clark Clark is on assignment yeah. somewhere, which is more than they do to explain his death in the Zack Snyder movies or his disappearance <laughs> in the Zack Snyder movies. I'm just putting it out there. It might be stupid. But it's, you know, he's he's investigating what is it, organized crime or the effects of organized crime. The, the, the Superman yeah. leaving. Yeah, but no idea. yeah, as far as I'm concerned, there's no Clark Kent in this episode whatsoever. So I'm going to say no. Not a good Rob, episode. For any, Clark. Anything to add? Yeah. Uh, I disagree completely. <laughs> no. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, no, I, I think it's it's one of the best Clark episodes of the whole series because uh, of what I said earlier on. And it, it comes. And the reason I disagree with mm-hmm. Alan is because he has that line towards the end of the episode where he realizes that throughout the entire time he's trying to be Cal, he learned that he is Clark and that is who he is and that's who he will always be. Um, so I would say that this is one of the best kind of storylines for Clark mm. in the whole series. I'm, I'm so torn now. You're going to be the arbitrator of this now. Yeah, uh, I know, I, I Matt, hate this. Because Rob just shit all over totally my point. Punch it I'm, I'm not going to make a... <laughs> Aesthetically, he never wears glasses, so like he's not here. But 
I, I t- this is one of those like really tough situations where it's like you can't really separate Clark from Superman that well. Yeah, he's he's, sense, he's you know? he. It's one of the only episodes where he's all three, all the time. Yeah, yeah. I think. I'm gonna say you're. I'm gonna say you're both right. Yeah. Um, was this? <laughs> yeah, total pun. <laughs> if I ever have two kids, I'll be great. Um, was this a good episode for Lois? Rob, I'll let you go first. I am going to say no. I think Lois had absolutely almost nothing to do in this entire arc. And you can tell that Terry Hatcher is bored throughout a lot of it, I think. <laughs> and I, I, I think, being completely honest, I think it's kind of no harm that they sort of said, no, do you know what? This is Clark's story. And we're, we're doing a Superman story for four episodes. And we'll come back to Lois afterwards. But this is Superman's gig for now. But I, I think she had really... Like, she has as little to do in these episodes as Margot Kidder has to do in some certain Superman movies. So like Fair it's a, no, no fault of Terry Hatcher's, but she, no, it's not a good love story. I don't think. Um, I'm going to agree with Rob, but I'm going to say that I really like the scene where she berates the Kryptonians in the diner. Yeah, that was good. Um, yeah, that's good. That's, that's good. a good lowest moment. But overall, I agree. Uh, I, I agree completely with Rob that it's just not a lowest arc in this at all i think at some point they just didn't really know what to do with her um agreed yeah yeah agree like the biggest thing she has to do is the concubine shit and i fucking hate <laughs> the concubine shit that yeah. said i do need to take the opportunity to talk about harry thatcher for a second oh, she yeah. is wearing a wig in these episodes it it fluctuates on goodness from scene to scene i think it's worse when it she's the concubine um, clearly they have not figured it out yet they will sadly like in the episode right before she stops wearing the wig why, why are you but, showing um, a wig why? she cut her hair really short over the summer for a movie that she was in and she came back and you know it's it's whatever at oh. most it's a week after season three happened right so they couldn't they didn't want to have you seen have you seen that movie or seen any images of that movie Matt because I no, I'm referring to it as that movie because I don't know what it's called <laughs> I've just seen like a, a magazine shot of her like all tied up on like a rope and like really short um almost eurythmics hair you know but oh, right know okay was, that was that era but no I haven't huh. um anyway just to to make for argument's sake I'll start a good episode for Superman um just he saves the world it's the it's a wonderful <laughs> episode for superman he saves the entire planet and his people so i'm gonna go with yes yeah i'm gonna go with yes too i would say it is the best episode uh for superman of the entire series because it's the one where he actually becomes superman and not just yep. clark pretending to be superman yep cool i'm just gonna take that audio clip of what you said before and just play on the end of every episode now um <laughs> can i can i do one matt um yes is it, is it a good episode for dr klein <laughs> anybody, anybody? <laughs> bueller? bueller um he, he's about as effective as he is in other episodes but uh I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna say no anytime he gets kryptonite stolen from him whether he's on or off screen i'm gonna say bad episode for dr. Klein. <laughs> thank dr. you so much for that question dr klein has so much to do in this season <laughs> I know. And I don't agree with it. <laughs> He's full on Superman's physician in this season too, you know? Like that's Give that's Lane life. Smith anything else to do. <laughs> Jesus. Uh so really quickly to one more question for you, Rob. Uh everybody we had to let go of Alan really quickly. He had to go be a father at you know, two thirty or whatever it is in the morning. Is is it 
three already? It's just gone three. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I'm so sorry. Anyway, okay. understandably, he had to run. So forgive him for not saying goodbye, folks. But um, Rob, I will ask you, uh, what was your favorite Lois and Clark moment in these episodes? Lois and Clark, I, I feel like I really liked the moment of the two of them in the diner together. For some reason, that's sticking out in my mm. head. The, the fire escape moment just felt a little bit like kind of a lot of the sort of touchy-feely season four stuff that I think they do an awful... They, they kind of push that boat out a little bit too far sometimes with the, the <laughs> PDA. Um, I think I mentioned that last time I was on. But uh, yeah, no, I feel like the diner stuff was good for some reason. That's the only thing that sticks out in my mind. That's That's fair. I will say... Um, the thing I liked about the fire escape stuff is it kind of justified for me why we rush into the wedding so quickly, mm. where they were just like, after all this shit, let's just get fucking married. You know, like, yeah. let's just get it out of the way. Like, still from a television point of view, it doesn't make any sense to me why you do this momentous thing in episode three of the season. Mm. Unless it's like, kind of we talked about earlier, like, they're just hoping, like, we'll just, like, reel them in with that, and then they'll be ours forever, you know? But, um at least character-wise, that just helped me with that a little bit. I'm, I'm remembering now why I like the diner stuff, actually. It's because Clark points at the bar stool and he's like, oh, I used to sit right there and eat banana splits yeah. all day. And I just remember thinking that that's a nice little bit of kind of background information that he's given her and that, you know, their relationship is developing because of it. I, th I thought that was kind of nice. Yeah, that is cute as he's being held captive there yeah. or whatever, you know. Um, well, anyway, that brings us to the end, man. Thank you Woo. so much for joining me, Rob, and for, for staying up so late. Um, again, everybody should please check out All-Star Superfan Podcast. Uh, I'm getting better at saying it. I've, I've fucked it up <laughs> so many times. Um, but it's really a wonderful show. You guys, like, the love of Superman just, just pours out of both of you in that and, and your guests, too. Um, and you've got, you know, like, I'm, I'm happy with the few interviews I've gotten over the years, but you just kind of came out the gate with some fucking incredible gets that you already talked about. But it's just, it's really impressive, dude. Congratulations again. Thank you so much. And I know Alan said it earlier on, and he'd probably say it again, but you, you were a big part of that, Matt. You kind of bolstered us together with your love of Lois and Clark kind of, kind of got us talking a lot online. And then we kind of met up in, in real life and, you know, sort of, a friendship grew out of that so you know like you're a big part of that too so thank you so much for, and, and for all your support it. and for coming on and we'll, you'll be back on soon definitely so i cannot wait and I, I not i don't want to give it away but i cannot wait to get into i think is it going to be a fight between the two of us basically on the topic that we're getting into superman returns i i don't know if it's going to be quite <laughs> as much of a fight as alan thinks but it's going to be a spirit okay. a spirited discussion definitely yeah i i look forward to it um before you go this is our our last season here of Lois and Clark and uh, you know for the end of the year I've got a few ideas going on uh, but one of the things I really wanted to do was figure out a way to cover my favorite episode again Tempest Fugitive which I think is, is a lot of people's favorite episode and I didn't want to just like do an episode again because you know it's already out there and that was the Ryan days and what you know I don't want to kind of step on that but I'm like what's a different way to do it and uh, I reached out on the Lois and Clark legacy Facebook group the other day and I was just like does anybody have the script for this episode mm -hmm. And sure enough, somebody did. So I now have the shooting script for the episode. And I want to do a table read with a bunch of different friends and have this all just like go through the script, the planning of it, the, just the idea of planning a time for it makes my brain hurt, but it'll still be, I think, a really cool episode. So um, Alan online already immediately called Superman. So it, we'll, we'll give him Clark and Superman to read. But I was wondering, sir, if you wouldn't mind coming and lending your voice 
your interpretation of H.G. Wells to that episode. Ooh, absolutely. That would be incredible. Oh, my goodness. I get the best line of the whole series. Amazing. Yeah, I know. I know. Well, that's like, I, I want to make like, you know, I want to make sure everybody has fun with it. But I'm like, someone's got to actually like give a shit when they say that line at the and, end. And nobody's hearing it until the table read, by the way. I'm not doing it now. No. And also, like, don't. Don't feel that you have to do a, a imitation or whatever. You know, like if you've got a, a great, um, who was that in that? If you've got a great Terry Kaiser, go for it. But but if you want to do your own thing, by all means. But we'll just we'll just have fun with it. But I was like, there's one moment that actually has to mean something. Well, uh, and I wanted it to be someone that that knew what they were talking about. You know, so thank you so much. I'm so excited for that. I suppose we'll just have to wait and see what that turns out to be. I love this. I, I've made the right choice. I was, well, cool. I was All worried. Right. I was worried you were going to offer me uh, Perry White in that episode. I was like, he's not even in that. No, one. oh god, no. no. But like, I even checked the shooting script. He's not even like. There's no even you know background line from Perry in that. Whatever. We'll all probably play the under five parts. You know, like you might be the gun shop owner or whatever. You know, like we'll we'll assign those as we go or whatever. But um, yay! I'm I'm very glad. So and before everybody, that'll be towards the end of the season. But but we'll. I look forward to it. And before we leave, Matt, I mentioned earlier on that I had an announcement I wanted to make. Yes. So I am in the middle of uh, writing a plot outline for All Shook Up, The New Adventures of Perry White and Jimmy Olsen, a spin-off <laughs> pilot where Perry White and Jimmy move to Hawaii and start, a, start the Suspicious Minds Detective Agency. Oh, my God. So uh, And, and they, meet, uh, they meet a couple of other people from the dc universe along the way superman and lois sure. are not in it but there's other sure. superheroes in it so oh my god what what made this happen i've just i re rewatching the show last year i was just like my god i just love lane smith so so much he deserves his own show <laughs> and I, this specific version of perry white deserves his own show and there's so many more adventures to be had with him and i want to see them i want to create them so that's what that's what we're going to do i am afraid i'm going to play lane smith <laughs> but uh <laughs> is it gonna be like a pot like what what is your if if it's, you're just putting it online that's fine too but like your, your podcast nope. or audio or something, i'm gonna or? I, same thing I'm, I'm gonna write a script and we're gonna do a table read and you'll definitely have a run <sighs> so oh please i'll do i'll be the guy at the hotel or whatever like i'll be anything <laughs> you want but yes would love to be involved thank you oh that's so i love these weird angles that <laughs> this fandom for the show takes takes you uh, online it, it's it's so fun um well cool dude two great episodes look forward to there thank you and uh and just in case he's listening thank you again to to alan for sticking with us here too um but for lois and clark he was alan burke i'm matt truex i'm perry white and i'm lord nor <laughs> do you want to do it sir folk off everybody Pretty good. Thank you, dude. Here's season four. Lois and Clark's The New Podcast of Superman is a daily knockoff production. Please review us on iTunes, follow us on social, and we'll see you in Metropolis. 